The levels is good. The levels is good. The levels, the levels is good. Subscribe, yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the pod beaner. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's. 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. Mighty Sports Season 7. Is that my cue? Is it time for me to go in? Oh shit, I guess that's time for me to go in. Raise that curtain for me then. And uh, good evening. And welcome back to another edition of the Ma T Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the one knowing talent, Ma Taylor, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Baller, a.k.a. Tony Baritone, a.k.a. Mr. Energy himself, a.k.a. the Motor Mouth of the South. What a do, people? Oh, shit, excuse me. As you guys can already tell, it's another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world. It's November 22nd. They said we was going to have highs of 80, lows of like 68. It's been a nice little chill in the air. I can't get my boxing match off the way I'm trying to watch it. So, unfortunately, we're going we gonna to have to watch just basketball today, which I got no problems with. We're going to switch over to football in just about, in just about, in just about like 20 minutes or so. We'll get over to the football and get, start getting that game on. We have the New York Giants taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It looks like Rob Gronkowski will be trying to make an appearance back in this game unless he has a setback at the last moment, folks. Yes, Gronk is back. Spike time. Folks, we got a whole lot to get into today on Season 7, Episode 33, Excerpt 366, folks. Yes, 366 of these bitches. We've come full circle already. Excerpt 366 of the My T-Sports Podcast. Folks, you know we got Dirt LeBrick to talk about. Dirt LeBrick, Dirt LeBrick, Dirt LeBrick. We're going to talk about... Wait, what the fuck? The Knicks ain't playing the Cavs tonight. That's that's wrong. That's wrong. All right, we got Dirk LeBrick to talk about. We got the NFL Twilight Zone come, happening again this week. Let's call that shit white, wild, waka, waka, wacky week 11. We got the Knicks continue with their struggle. We got the Bud Crawford fight coming up. Or to, or we to talk about, I should say. We got some Survivor Series notables to get into. We got the... Murderer Rittenhouse and also Andre Kofi to talk about. 
Apparently, Rex pulls back his comments. This is Thanksgiving weekend. I just got, hold on folks, hold on folks. I don't think you even know what just happened. Wait, wait, wait. Not one year, but two year of the booyah of Blue Chew just came in, folks. Woo, woo. It's hot up in this bitch. It's hot up in this bitch. It's about to Hey, yo, sugars. Hey, yo, sugars. Guess what? Ah, sugar, sugar. Honey. Woo. Ah, sugar, sugar. Oh, yeah, that, that shit. Listen, I, I feel like I need to, like, Pin that shit up like right here. Hey, how does that look right here? How does that look right here? Can y'all see that? Can y'all see that? You know what? I think I think we just got a new location for one of the packs of the blue chewfish. But folks, you know we we about to get into the podcast. So you know how we start here on the podcast, right? You know what? You know how we do here. Everybody at home, this is your part to follow through, regardless of the top. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's stir this motherfucker up and pop this cork off. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My tea. I did my dance one time on TikTok and went viral with it. Sports. <laughs> Yo, you guys can tell, right, when I'm in a good mood, right? You can tell when I'm in a good mood even when I shouldn't be in a good mood. You can tell when I'm feeling myself when I shouldn't be feeling myself. And today is one of those days. Just one of those days. Now the nigga goes through when he's happy inside Cause he just put his cock in you Like, like, it's <laughs> like, like, you know, you know, you know the kind of happy days I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, happy day Wednesday, Thursday, happy day Wednesday, Friday, happy day That kind of happy day like, I'm in a good mood, you lucky I'm in a good groove Don't touch me I think this is the perfect place to put the blue chew, right? If you guys can see that, right there beside the condoms, right? Right there beside the condoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue chew pinned on. Okay, stop embarrassing me on camera. You. There we go. Blue chew. Blue chew. Blue chew. Blue chew. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, oh, shit. I ain't even start recording yet. My bad. My bad. I've been a bad host. I've been a bad host. I deserve a spanking. I deserve a spanking. Somebody come get your boy. He's wildin'. So, like, somebody come get me. Like, y'all see that right there? Oh, shit, shit, come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. Blue Chew. Oh, yeah. It's coming for you. It's coming for you. It's coming for you. That's like you'll be coming for her. That's how you be coming for her. Okay, let's go ahead and get started into the podcast, right? I told you we got a big show to start off today, but you know how we really like to start off the podcast? We're making sure that we get all our birthday celebrations and birthday shout-outs out the way. So, yo, DJ Mighty, go ahead and drop that beat for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it. Check it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. 
yeah. Hold on, let's see if I can get this in. Yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Because it's your birthday, we sing happy birth. Yeah, <laughs> I got mad cameras in this BIS. We gonna see how we gonna see how we work these cameras in. I, you never know. You never know. I'm, I may throw some new shit up in here. You know. You know. I'm saying. You know. I'm saying. You may get a new view. I mean, uh, or a new view that is. But until then, wait. Bring that curtain back up. We they ready? Yeah. Check it. Check it. So. Let's start off with our birthdays since the last time like, last time we spoke we had we did our birthdays after Friday. So these are all the birthdays for Saturday, Sunday, and today, of course, folks. November 22nd. Thanksgiving week. Whew. Hope you're ready for all this. All this food, all this loving, all this family time. And since we got blue chew in the building, all that stuffing. Right? So let's start off with the first birthday. Birthday on April on on November 20th. And that is a that is a birthday to one of my original battle buddies. Met him in, in, in basic training. What? Met him in basic. Went through basic training with him. Let him just meet this motherfucker. Went through basic training with this motherfucker. One of the people that helped me like this before I had some, you know, before I had a little bit more upper body struggle. You know, they go struggling to get over that top wall. And, you know, you know, you know, after you hopped over 70 walls, you try to get up a couple times, and next you know they're like. <laughs> so you know, next thing you know, you thinking that you that you about to like you about to fall down and, and, and do that shit again. Next you know you feel an arm right there on your on your BDU sleeve. And you look up and it's Killer Miller. And he's giving that little extra boost and you're like, Well, you come out there feeling like that. But that's that's, that's my battle buddy, uh, um, Killer Miller. Right? Andrew Miller, to be exact. Like, like one of the original OGs that, uh, that, that I met in, in, in the military. My, my OG, of course. If you guys know what, a, know, what, know what an OG is, right? He was definitely one of my original OGs in the military. And... And and, and and thankful that, that, I, that I've met him, thankful that I've known him. One of the commonest brothers that, that I've ever met, right? Now, you guys may have heard me tell the story here on the podcast in the past, but if it's your first time, I'm tuning in. One, thank you for listening to the podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and follow. Like, share, follow, subscribe to the notifications. Do all that shit by the Mighty Sports Podcast. And don't forget, you can catch the Mighty Sports Podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts at. Whether that's Podbean, TuneIn. Um, Spotify, Pandora, it doesn't matter, it's anywhere. Actually, one of the easiest ways to listen to the podcast, right? If you, if you, if you guys are listening, look in my bio. If you find my bio, you find a little Linktree link, right? That Linktree link is, is that one-stop shop, everything my team. It'll take you to everything that I have, from, all the way from my Facebook down to my Twitch, and even including my cash app in case you want to make tips, payments, or donations to the podcast. Donations could also be made through the Podbean app. Just to let you guys know, any any donations made through the Podbean app, I give 100% to charity. I don't keep any of those coins. So if you guys would like, uh, I, I, what I said, I ain't the pick of the charity. Um, I think last year it was with Jet Black Entertainment. Jet Black Enterprise? Entertainment? Jet Black. Shit. JBE. Think of what the E stands for. But... Yeah, if any any donations that come my way through the Podbean app, all Podbean app donations go directly to charity. I don't keep that. The ones through Cash App, 
those go directly to the podcast. So just that's a little there is there is there is a slight difference to what you're donating to. Right, let's continue this, right? So the story between Andrew Miller, right? Actually, actually pause that for a second, pause that for a second, because I don't want you to stop this again. Right, let's 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 go ahead and get that looping. Right? So the story between Andrew the story behind Andrew Miller or, or Killer Miller as as you hear me say, this is the first time on the podcast again. Um, is that Killer Miller there was two Millers, right? There, there were two Millers in my basic trading unit, right? And one Miller was a six foot tall black guy. And the other one was a little six foot tall black guy, kind of, you know, in shape, looked like he's done some sports before, done some running, played some ball, you know what I mean? Like like hit the weight room a few times. You know, didn't look flabby, didn't look thin. Didn't look meek. Now, the other Miller was like a five foot five white dude. He's why I say five foot five, because I was taller than him. Right? Like some five foot five white dude, scrawny as shit. I I, I, I I doubt he weighed over 140 pounds. We called him Miller Light. So one got deemed Killer Miller, another one got deemed Miller Light. Uh, Killer Miller, aka Andrew Miller, has been one of my brethren for like since two since 1999 now. So we're talking over 22 years, and it's crazy to even think that I can have a 22-year-old friend as an adult, because sometimes I forget that I've even been on this earth for 22 years. No, it's facts. It's facts. Like, shit flies, B. Like, you know that you didn't experience, but you be like, damn, I got a 22-year-old friend as an adult? Like, sure, I've been here that long. Like, fuck, you stop doing math. You know, you guys know that kind of math you be doing. You still doing math like, fuck, if I got a friend that's been 22 years old, I'm like, it's not impossible. That would mean I am, oh, God, I'm older. Check it, check it, yeah. So, also, let's get to the next birthday, because that was Els Killer Mill on, on, on April 20th, right? So, April 20th, sorry. I see 20th, and you see, and you guys can already hear where my mind goes to, right? Don't don't even blame me. I'm, I am a I am 100 a creature of habit. Next up, it was a birthday yesterday on Sunday. Oh, this get this football game's about to start as we just tuned peeped into this Brooklyn Nets and Cleveland Cavaliers game. Brooklyn Nets are currently losing 58 to 66 with just about nine minutes to go in the third quarter. So yesterday was a birthday to Keely, if I remember how to how to pronounce her name properly, right? But it's Keely Moore. Keely Moore happened to be a homegirl from around the way, right? I met years ago. I think like one of the, again, you'd be surprised how many of these individuals I met really when I first came to Florida. Because when I first came to Florida, I was a motherfucking animal. I was a fucking barbarian. I was everywhere. You understand? Like, there wasn't a place that you wouldn't see my face. And it was crazy, too, because, right, all of my friends had been down here already. So they've already been partying here for seven years. And shit was starting to die down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like they, like they, they thought they had hit, hit their apex, right? And shit was starting to come back down. And then I got in the army, and I came back home, and I shot that shit to heist me ain't never seen before. And I was slowly coming back down. As motherfucker have kids and shit like that. That motherfuckers got grown ass kids now, yo. Niggas got grown ass kids in these streets. Kids old enough to drink with legally. Not a, hey, you're 16, I'ma slip you a drink, but legally. Shit's crazy to me. Crazy to me. But Keely Moore, <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember meeting her, like, I think her and a couple of our homegirls, like, like, when I first, first came to Florida, 
right? When I first came to Florida, right? She got one crazy homegirl that tried to fight me one time when she was drunk. <laughs> I was like, yo, I still, I'll never forget that day, right? I was like, yo, like, like I, I had to make a U-turn because I made the wrong way to think. And she came running up to my car, and she's like, oh, no, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm not trying to confront you. Look at you, like you're drunk. Like she got to finish. Like what you mean? Look at me. I'm like, oh my god, like this is when you know you can't win with drunk people, right? I'm just like, yo, like my, I hope. One well, first of all, my homegirl can't fight, so I'm not here to have my homegirl be in a fight. My brother's hitting me up. What up? Pardon. What's good? Listen, my brother rarely ever hits me. Like, believe it or not, believe it or not, believe it or not. Like, my brother rarely ever hits me up. Like, like we don't talk. It's like, you're super cool, obviously. But we don't talk and interact that often. So, like, when he hits me up, it's like, oh, shit. Must be important. <laughs> like, and it could be just bullshit, right? Like, Cause like I said, we rarely text each other on like some bullshit, which is really weird. We don't really like bullshit with each other often, right? And, and both of us are big bullshitters. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It's probably it's probably it's, it's probably some 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 like 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 childhood shit. Like we just really grow up together, so we don't really interact that much. But we love each other dearly, and we do anything in the world for each other. We just don't interact. All the when we interact, we interact. You know what I mean? So hit me up, and I'm like, yo. Except even if it's on some bullshit, I'm like, oh my brother hit me up. Must be important. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the 20th, we had a birthday for Andrew. We at Santa Enchanter's Forest tomorrow. You and the little lady trying to rod. We gonna see. We gonna see. Yeah, because I got a full day tomorrow. Like, I start work. I work at like 4 in the morning. And then I take another job at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So we'll see. If I if I decide to give myself a break tomorrow and not pick up a third shift, then I'll go to Santa's Enchanted Forest. If not, then I'm working. You know what I mean? Or if I do, then I'm working. Right? It's, it's, just, it's just that simple. Let's continue with this birthday segment. Birthday segment has been, been getting extended lately, ain't it? We're 20 minutes into the podcast. We still giving birthday shout out. So Andrew on the 20th, Keely Moore on the 21st. And then Aisha, he is the girl I never had but once. My homegirl Aisha Dagan. Aisha, another one of my battle buddies. Met while met her exactly in AIT, I think. If I'm not mistaken. She's from Buford, South Carolina. And the only reason why listen, Andrew Miller. Uh, let me back up. I know, I know a little bit where everybody's from. Andrew Miller, he's Jamaican. He's from New York, right? I don't, I can't remember if he's from where, where he's from New York. Well, Burroughs actually from New York. I can't remember if he's from Brooklyn or, or Manhattan or Queens or whatever. But he's Jamaican. He's from New York. Keely Moore, Keely Moore, she's from down here in South Florida. And Aisha Dagan, if I'm not mistaken, she's from Buford, South Carolina. Now, the reason why I remember that she's from Buford, South Carolina is because one of my best friends, Mia... I was about to put your, la- your middle name out there. Farah. There we go. Mia, Farah, Neely, also happens to be from Buford, South Carolina. And I ask Mia every single time if she knows this person from Buford, South Carolina. Because I've lived in places like Buford, South Carolina. And they're so small that it's not outside the realm of possibility that somebody may know somebody. Which also, if you're somebody, if you're from some place like Brooklyn and you come to a small, and you come to smaller towns, people are like, oh, I know somebody from Brooklyn. You know, so something like B. There's 14 million people in Brooklyn. Nah. But every once in a while, 
that magic does hit. So, let's make sure we get this magic done here. So to Andrew, and to Keely, and to Aisha, I wanna wish you all a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoy everything. More importantly, regret nothing, but make sure that you continue to get your weekend at Bernie's on and stay mighty. Check it, check it. Alright, yo, DJ Mighty, go ahead and cut that beat for me so I can stop. I can stop wilding over here. Who do we got? I seen somebody new just join the podcast. Who's just joining here? Oh shit! Look at that sugar joined the podcast. G GP is in the Gary Payton joined the podcast. I seen your game the other day, Gary. Now you you over here playing some good defense in the Golden Golden State team. Now let's go ahead and get into the first topic of the day. Did I tell you guys where you can find the podcast at? I already told you you go you could go into the link tree in my bio and, and get that right. Let me tell you another way you can catch the podcast. Tell your smart speaker, right, to play the latest episode of the MYT Sports Podcast. Now, you do have to spell it out for it. So while it's a smart speaker, it tends to be a little slow sometimes. So you have to spell it out for it. Amazon Mike, Wires and Yankee, Tears and Tangle, Sports Podcast. And it will go ahead and play the latest episode of Mighty Sports Podcast. Or, you can tell that you want to watch the latest episode of Mighty Sports Podcast, MYT Sports Podcast. It will do the same thing as well. If you want to catch us live and in person, don't forget that you can catch us live at Sharky's the first Wednesday of every single month. Actually, when December hits, it's going to be the very last time that we're only there once a month. Once January hits, we will start going there twice a month, if not more. Not quite sure about the Monday deal. We'll, 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 that's, still, that's still in the working. I know we only got so many days of Monday Night Football left. But for right now, you can definitely catch us at Sharky's the very first Wednesday. Pretty soon to be every other Wednesday. And don't forget, when you catch the show live, we give out free samples. Of Blue Chew for answering sports trivia questions. So, so, yo, yo, and 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 the crazy thing about it, to all my fans, I give you the answers to the test. About a week before, I'll give you the answers to the test. Any questions that are popping up in my head, I will give you the answers to the test. All you gotta do is show up. And sometimes, if I like you, and I see you hollering at a shorty that looks like you about to close that deal, I may walk up to you, give you a dap, and slap you a packet of Bluetooth like your grandma used to give you $10 bills back in the day. You can have it whichever way you want. You can have it your way. Simma saute and a forte. Okay, we got Brooklyn taking on Cleveland. We got Charlotte taking on Washington. I may watch that a little bit. Oklahoma and Atlanta. I may peek in on that. Houston and Boston. India and Chicago. Orlando, Milwaukee, Minnesota, New Orleans. Yeah, I am officially bored with tonight. Phoenix and San Antonio. Memphis and Utah. And Philly and Sacramento. Okay, I know what game I'm going to be watching at night. It's going to be Philly and Sacramento. Uh, which game can I put on? You know what? You know what we can put on early? We can put on football early and get that banged out of the way. Let's go into our first topic of the day. Since we can't watch basketball, let's go ahead and talk a little basketball. Basketball, basketball. Did you guys happen to catch the Malice in the Palace 2? 
Yes, folks, we had another malice in the palace. It is something about that place in Ann Harbor Hills that just makes you want to fight. Maybe because you need to put it in Detroit. Like, actually move it away from the suburbs and get that stadium back into the city. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, LeBron James happened to get into an altercation. If that's what you want to call it. Like, do we want to call it an altercation? He got into a skerfuffle? A misunderstanding? An exchange of words? He had some beef. After LeBron James decided, and I know what it may look like. As LeBron James... Punches. All right, let's 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 rephrase this a little bit. Closed fist backhands. Another player. And granted, they're playing Detroit. And Detroit is whooping that ass. And it's on a free throw. And it's on a shot. Uh, a shot that goes in. LeBron James, LeBron James is being tangled up a little bit. Not, not much. It's. Let me tell you this, to be honest with you, right? Everybody else that's already come. What's going on, Ron? What's going on, SB? You already know how we stone off the podcast today. The phone lines are open if you guys. Jail. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa. Wait, you calling us live from jail? Why are you in jail? LeBron should be in jail. LeBron should or be in maybe jail. Maybe prison. <laughs> or maybe prison. He, he should definitely. Everyone's talking about suspension, no suspension. I'm saying prison <laughs> sentence or just a light community service time. I'm not sure which. He should definitely spend a night in county, at least. Correct? <laughs> at least a night in county. <laughs> I mean, a weekend, like. But LeBron James backhand closed fisted somebody. That's literally what it was. Spinning back fist. Now, there's a lot of LeBron James apologists out there. And I get it. You guys love your generous king because all he does is hand out a ring to your team. I get it. But the play was no different than any free throw shot. Free throws go up. You get boxed out. Go have... Go listen to the story that... that, that, Is it... It's not Kevin Garnett. It's not Kevin Garnett. Who told this story? Somebody, I'm going to need you to turn down your background noise. Is that you, Ron? Actually, I'm just going to mute you for a second. Perfect. Okay. There we go. I can kind of hear the TV. I, I know it was faint, but I didn't want it to, you know, mess with the, mess with the, the production. Damn it, and I just lost my, my train of thought. Malice in the Palace 2. LeBron James, Isaiah Stewart. It's no different than, than, than any other any other free throw. Ah, that's why that's who it is. Because I know I'm hearing his voice in my head. Listen to Chris Webber's story about a game against Ben Wallace in Detroit. Where the game is basically one already over. And I forget, 
I think it was Rip Hamilton or one of those guys is on the, is at the line. And with the game already in, uh, in uh, wrapped up, obviously Ben Wallace goes, not, not Ben Wallace, um, Chris Webber goes to Ben Wallace. Like, hey, hey, young buck. I, I can't remember the age of it at the time. Because, hey, fella, like, listen. Like, you, the game's over. You already know this is going in. Like, there's no need for you to go ahead and like, like, like uh, and, and shove me underneath the basket. Because, you know, they're boxing out after the free throw. And what does Ben Wallace do? Pins Chris Webber underneath the basket. Because that's what happens on free throws. Like, you can't be there. You can't be on that line timidly. You get squished, sandwiched, and pushed. And then LeBron James right afterwards. Yo, he, I'm sorry, yo. He is so softer than a Twinkie filler. Always trying to change the narrative. Talk about, and people wonder if I could have played, talk about I couldn't have played in the 80s and the 90s. Nah, you couldn't have. Because you just showed how easily they could have gotten underneath your skin from simply pushing you on a free throw. Now, LeBron James, I'm going to tell you something. He's actually probably right now, as it currently stands, probably one of the most physical players in the league. But that's because he's one of the oldest players in the league. And he went through an era of physicality. And all of those physical guys that was physical to him are no longer in. And now you have a fucking but you now you have a league full of pre of cream puffs, and he's the hardest cream puff because he's the oldest, so he's the stalest. That's how you get hard cream puffs. You leave that shit out till it gets old and stale. So of course he's like the hardest guy out there now, and and and, and he does this all the time. He tried to change the narrative with, with 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 his load management. The first half of yo for fifteen years, all we talked about was how LeBron James load managed, and then when everybody else in the league started load managing worse than him, now he's the most man. You know I like to play every game. No, you don't. We remember the early portion of your career. You taking time off, not really wanting to play. Like get the fuck out of here. LeBron James, I swear. I swear. Softer than a Twinkie pudding. Playing the villain. Prepare for the rap killing. <sighs> so we had a mini Malice in the Palace 2. Or, as Jalen Rose would call it, right? Shout out to Jalen Rose. As I, like to, as, as I like to call him, my Rock Nation sport brethren. Even though I'm not on Rock Nation sports yet, I like to call him my Rock Nation sports brethren because... I pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to sign there. I don't know I don't know how or when, but I'm going to sign with Rock Nation Sports and be one of their podcasts. Make sure that happens. It's The Rock. <laughs> exactly. I already did. I, I've already made a couple of podcasts for The Rock Nation Sports. You, you, believe, you, know, you know that? I got two podcasts for them already. Didn't know that. Yeah, they're out there in the Ethernet. I did, them, I did it last year sometime. <clears throat> I already have the format of how I want to do a Rock Nation podcast. Because it's either two forms. It's either Rock Nation Sports or it's Rock Nation. And that way, I can I, I can I, I can also siphon off their artists and get release dates and other shit like that. They got a lot of people in a lot of places that people don't even know about. Like Rock Nation is really Dame Dash, Hulk Host. <laughs> I don't know if Dame Dash is gonna want to do that, and I don't know if Jay Z will sign off on me doing anything with Dame Dash. That's gonna be considered Rock Nation. They they don't vibe like that anymore. Like it sucks though because because. When they were together doing their thing, man, shit was hot and popping. Like they were really out there doing their thing. They 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 really like talking about the dope boys in the building tonight. Like they were they they really were coming through like celebrities. Like if you were recognized by them as an athlete or uh or as a or as a entertainer back then, 
then yeah, you just got a whole bunch of clout. Now, this mini malice in the palace too, or as Jalen Rose would like to call it, a major ho 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 hold me back moment. It was all because LeBron James got a little too innocent. And listen, I didn't come to a lot of this conclusion. Moment. I listened to a lot of basketball people talk about this. Right? And I listened to the ones that were unbiased towards LeBron. I didn't want to hear the I didn't want to hear LeBron James haters, and I didn't want to hear the LeBron James apologist. I really try to really try to extrapolate the ones that were that, that I've known to be a little one that known to be more unbiased. And even they said it was a dirty play. The majority of the unbiased former basketball players said that that was a dirty play by LeBron James. We all know when he's intentional, he has massive body control. LeBron James goes on, anytime LeBron James does something that he that he thinks is impressive, he comes in the media and he tells us, well, you guys know I'm always aware of every moment and everything that's going on in the court at all times. Is that not his quote? Am, 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 I, am, am I misremembering? Oh, I remember when the score was 24-7 and I was, and I, oh, well, not 24-7. It was, um yeah, 24 24, 24, fuck, what's, 24, 8, when the score was 24, 8, and I was like, yeah, Kobe is definitely in the building, like, so for somebody, or when he, or like, oh, I remember, what, yeah, so-and-so brought this game up, because, you know, you guys know, like, I'm, I'm aware of everything on the port, and I have a massive mind, you know, like, this is, like, this is not me, this is not me saying this, this is not me, like, 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 this is not me ad-libbing here, this is LeBron James, this is your generous king, talking about, when he, when he recites a play, and he's able to recite ten series of a play, he pats himself on the back. He gives himself a he gives himself his own attaboy of how great he is, of how much he's aware of every living moment on the court. Don't forget when Kobe passed, and we had that game in the bubble. When the remember that score? He said, "Oh, I remember every." These are his words. So for him to say that, oh. This was an accident. I didn't mean to do this. I I am sorry. I don't believe you because you have said yourself. Oh, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Because I'm the best player in the world. I'm a huge basketball IQ. And I want my damn respect too. So if you're going to come out your mouth and say all that, then you're going to have to catch the heat when you, the person that's in control and aware of every living moment on the court, when you go ahead and you give somebody a fucking, a Chung Lee fucking back fist across the face for boxing you out on a free throw in a game that you were losing. But nah, you didn't. I just thought it was funny. You ever, you ever seen a fight outside a club where somebody doesn't want to fight and they're like, "Yo, hold me back, hold, hold my shirt." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold my shoes. Oh, no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, "Hold, hold my jersey, hold my headband, hold my socks." <laughs> you know what's? Hold, hold my arm sleeves. You, you know what's funny though, right? He say that. One of my best friend, well, one of my best friend. He's a he's a Buffalo Bills fan, right? And we were leaving the club one time, and somebody pulled that on him. He was like, oh, the dude like, like he was like, oh no, yo, hold hold this and hold that, hold this, hold that. 
So you know what my homeboy oh, said? My compression sleep. Yo, and then the dude said to him like, "Oh no, I ain't go like I can't." And it, after 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 saying to his boy, "Hold all this," he gonna say, "I can't fight you. You in a suit or some shit like that." My homeboy, my homeboy said, started taking off his shirt and be like, "I'll fight you naked." <laughs> Hold my jacket. Hold my He's bow tie. Like, I don't give two defender. shits about none of this. I'll fight you naked. Ron Ron knows who this is. I was Brew Crew Lou. <laughs> he said, "I'll fight you naked." <laughs> right outside. Oh, rest in peace to Vegas Cabaret. It no longer exists. It is now the Players Club. And I have no clue what the Players Club is, but it looks like a high-priced bar. But I haven't checked it out yet. But we're going to see. We're going to check it out. You never know. Maybe maybe I work something out with them to do a podcast from there. We'll never know. You never know. You never know. So we had a mini malice in the palace, right? LeBron James backhands, backhands him. Nah, I don't know why I was about to call him Emmanuel Stewart. <laughs> Damn it. I just forgot his name. Stewart, Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. There we go. <laughs> he, he backhands Isaiah Stewart. Now... There was a moment where they were talking face to so so this is how these things happen, right? I'm gonna let you know these how these things happen. You're talking face to face, right? And maybe the words are getting heated, but everybody else starts to come and starts to get in between you. And you're like, yo, I'm just trying to fucking talk to him, but yo, get the fuck off me, get the fuck. And really what happens, you start trying to push everybody back. It's like, yo, we was here yapping face to face. Let us yap. If we come to blows, we're going to come to blows. But stop, but stop getting in between us. And that's what you saw start to happen. Like, they were yapping, they were face to face, and then everybody started coming between. Like, yo, why the fuck are you touching me? Stop touching me. I'm trying to talk to this motherfucker because he was, because I was some dirty, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my point across. And look, like he was trying to get his point across to LeBron James and probably wanted to spit some blood into his face. That's what I would have done. <laughs> you make me bleed like that, I'm spitting my blood into your face. I'm trying to get that shit right on, t- right on your tongue. <laughs> so... That's where the hold me back moment happened, and then we start to see a little bit more of the of 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 the of the after aftermath, right? He he's his eye is busted, his lip is busted. They kick, they they eject him, they eject LeBron James, and then we start seeing a, a, a little bit more altercation. <laughs> Russell Westbrook comes all the way around the group to try uh, to try to cut him off. He gets held back by one of his by one of his trainers. The moment he gets held back by one of his trainers, he goes into a fighting stance. That shit was Fugazi. Don't worry. Don't listen, Russell Westbrook. The street saw that shit. You ain't as tough as you say you are. <laughs> because if you wanted to, you had a moment where if you really just wanted to hit him, you could have. But you let a trainer, you let somebody the size of me hold you back. I'm just saying. This wasn't Isaiah. This wasn't like this wasn't LeBron James and 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 and. and damn, I keep forgetting his name. Isaiah Isaiah Stewart. There we go. Let me write his name down here. So <laughs> see what happens is that I, I know his name all day long, and the moment I want to say his name, I can't remember that shit. <laughs> like all day long I've been Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Stewart. Now I'm trying to remember his damn name. Uh Stuart Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm over here. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> but, Isaiah Hartenstein. Oh man. 
which Isaiah Thomas, like he, he's making like IT Isaiah Thomas, he's still making his stand to try to make his way back into the league. Let, let's see if he's able to make it to a team, because I think there's I think there's a couple of teams that that can use a little bit of veteran presence and and whatever he may be able to bring. At least give him a shot. If Eric Bledsoe could be on a team, then Isaiah Thomas could be on a team. Like let's just be for real. I don't even, yo actually. How has Eric Bledsoe lasted so long? How has he come back? Is it because he didn't expect to get paid? And he just took whatever money everybody was giving him? It was like, uh, we'll, we'll talk. I don't want to. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart, LeBron James. Right? So he, uh, LeBron, Russell Westbrook had an opportunity to, sn to snuff him if he wanted to. But no, he allowed himself to be held back by somebody like me. And then... We get the wall that pops up. Camilla Anthony, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. And you see him tomorrow, yo, I don't care. Like, Quinn Anthony was like, yo, I don't care what happened. He's not coming back through here. You're going to have to walk him all the way back around to go that way, but he's not passing through here. And no doubt, security made him go around. Anthony Davis, after the after the, after the the game, he goes about LeBron James. Well, and I will agree with him on this. LeBron James may not be a dirty player, but he is calculated enough to do dirty plays when he feels like it. We saw it in the finals against Draymond, and we saw it again today. So now we'll probably, uh, uh, last night, so so I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple more stories going to pop out about LeBron James and his dirtiness. But that just shows you, like, I mean, he may not be dirty, but when he's getting frustrated and he's getting his ass blown out, that he can be a little bit petulant. Pause. Now, the good thing that came out of that was that LeBron James swinging on somebody and Isaiah Stewart riling up the whole entire crowd motivated this Lakers team. Led behind the great Camilla Anthony. The only light skin I won't talk about in a negative sense ever. Oh man, speaking of light skins, I'm gonna talk about my co-host in a minute. Uh but the, Camilla Anthony helped lead the charge for a come um, um for them to come back. I think Anthony Davis had over 30 points. They were able to beat Detroit, which I'm telling you, it mattered because we've been here as much as we've been here talking about the Knicks problems, the Lakers have a way more talent than the Knicks, and they're having just as many problems as the Knicks are having. But here goes, you know, championship DNA. That shit just kind of sprinkles over everything. And, and like, ah, oh, they'll figure it out. Ah, oh, benefit of the doubt. Ah, oh, this. And plus they have the greatest player crowned in the game today. Well, or the person that was in, uh, No, the person that's been crowned the greatest player in the game today. There we go. Said that backwards. I really thought we was going to have a malice in the palace again. I really did. You know the NBA didn't want to see it. It was funny. Anthony Davis was like, "I know people. I, I, I think it was like I haven't, I've never, I haven't seen anything like that in my life. I mean, I know it's happened, but I mean, not since I've been a professional. <laughs> well, duh. He's like, and he goes, "There's no place in the NBA for that anymore." Wow. Way to say, I'm a bitch without saying I'm a bitch. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. I've been trying to avoid calling these guys bitches like the like all day. <laughs> but they did some bit like I understand they took up for their boy LeBron and I like Le- but LeBron did some bitch ass shit. Like, let's keep it let's just keep it one hundred. Right? Like Russell Westbrook, you did some bitch ass shit too. You like you had the opportunity to swing on him, but you're you gonna get in your finest your fighter stance where your five foot seven trainer is holding you back finally. And making it sound like making it feel like he can actually hold you back. Fuck out of here. And I'm then just, that, I'm just waiting for Bron. Bron is a master of changing the narrative. We all know that. He's going to spin this somehow in the next couple of weeks too. Oh, you know, I was mad, I was heated, I could have took him, but you know, it's not good for the game to see another mouse at the palace. You know, I didn't want that to happen. I knew it would have happened if I if I stood up. Yeah, something like Yeah, he he's gonna try to like I said, he he's already. I didn't fight back for the good of the sport. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of sh- <laughs> like knowing the knowing who I am and my position and the kind of role model that I am, I can't be I, I can't put myself in a, in a position where I'm, I'm over here having fisticuffs with players and getting into altercation that it won't look good. It won't represent me well, my family well, and the millions of my fans or this or, or this great game of basketball that I do love and help. Like it's gonna be some shit like that. I got two sons. I got a bunch of kids at a school in Akron that I paid for. Oh, they, they, you know he's gonna add this. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man first, and I'm gonna be. You know he's gonna put that in there somewhere. You know, and then and then and then, and then he sh- even though I know he's not gonna do it, but he should at the end of it just go. Can you dig it? Can you <laughs> dig it? <laughs> because it's gonna be pure bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> But that's how he should end it. <laughs> but since we are praising light skins out here, right? Like like Camilla Anthony. Let's go ahead and talk about my co-host real quick, right? And and send and send our condolences and our best wishes and, and prayers to my co-host Mark, who was in a horrible car accident yesterday. His car is totaled. He had to be taken to the hospital. Um, he's spending the night over there. I think he's back home now. Things are good. I think he's just a little shaken up. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, like, like you know, let's just make sure that, like, let's just we're gonna send our good prayers and condolences to make sure that there are no residual effects from his accident. Because it was bad. Like, if you see the car, like, mm-hmm. it was fucked up. It was fucked up, like, how Debo got hit with that brick kind of fucked up. Like, 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 it looked like his car got knocked the fuck out. Speaking of getting knocked the fuck out... Did you guys catch this Bud Crawford fight? Woo! Man! <laughs> Talking about punches and bunches and heavy hitters. Every... So I know you're a real friend because you started with speaking of light skins and then said a little piece of your friend and then went, speaking of knock the fuck out. <laughs> That's how I know you're a real friend because a real friend talks like that. But... So you know, not the fuck out. Bud Crawford, he had his fight against. Damn it, I need to start writing these guys' names down. The guys that the guys that don't like. You know what's so funny? The other guy in the altercation, right? <laughs> LeBron James is in the altercation with who? Who? Who got to Isaiah Stewart? The other guy in these altercations, I have to start remembering their names. But we're talking about Sean Porter. His fight against Sean Porter just happened this Saturday, and we had a rocky moment. I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. But let's talk about Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford, every time I see him fight, I perfectly understand why he's offended by the lack of respect that he gets or the lack of notoriety that he gets or the lack of anything that he gets. Because 
while Canelo, like I said this a little bit last week, while Canelo Alvarez is being highlighted and praised, and I'm pretty sure he's getting a couple more endorsement deals and a couple more checks his way, you know what I mean, for being the whatever 168-pound unified champion, whatever he, um, he, I think it was 168, that, you know, that he unified that, I guarantee he's getting a little extra cheese on on his taco from that. But Crawford Ben did that. We got a blip about it. And I'm pretty sure he's a little upset because I'm pretty sure he's like, yo, where's my extra check? Where's my extra cheese on my taco? Where's my guac? Guac is extra. I want guac. Because all he does is win, 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 no matter what. 38-0 with 29 knockouts. Let me say this again, folks. 38-0 now currently with 29 knockouts. When I say they had to pull a Rocky moment, they had to pull a Rocky moment out for Sean Porter. Sean Porter came out of here talking shit, talking about, I'll whoop your ass. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do that. Your father had to was looking like the dude from Rocky. Throw in the towel. He's, he's killing him. <laughs> His dad literally threw in the towel. And then, and then, after the fight, went on wax and talked shit about him. Like, yeah, this is what happened when you don't prepare like you're supposed to. There were some things I, I, some things I thought he should have did. But you know what? He, 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 got a little big too, he got a little too big for his britches and thought that he was Mr. Know-It-All. And he didn't prepare the way he should have. And that's the reason why I had to throw in the towel. Because he was basically getting his ass whooped for due to lack of preparation. His dad said that. <laughs> now, I did add a little bit little, but you understand what I'm saying here? His dad literally came in, threw him under the magic school bus, reversed that shit, put that shit back over, left that shit on park, and then dropped one of those big-ass exploded metal shits on him. Missiles. <laughs> Bombs, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a smart move. But, it could be a smart move if he was gonna fight again. He announced his retirement. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> if you get take more punishment, then you look worse. And at least he could have the excuse of my dad doing the towel. Yeah, maybe I'm trying to motivate him for his next fight. But damn, for his last fight, you want to make the world seem like you're something. Like, yo, your corner quit and, you, and he didn't prepare properly. For the biggest fight of his career? Like, we know he's... Now, we know... We, we, we Like, if you're familiar, Sean Porter. He's a former champion, right? He, he's won the IBF welterweight championship. He's won the WBC championship, right? He's fought guys like Errol Spence when Errol Spence was trying to was, was, was going for unification. So he's been in there with top-notch guys. You would think after going in there with, with a, going into a fight with Errol Spence that you would not go into a fight with, with, Ter, with, with, Bud, with Terrence Bud Crawford um, lightly. But if his dad is saying it, his dad is saying, like, he, he's, the, he's the one in, in the training room with him. He's the one training. He's his corner man. He knows. But still, that's some fucked up shit. Like, yo, save that shit for the bus ride home, B. You don't tell the world that shit. Yo, Thanksgiving is three days away. And you want to say this shit now? You getting a small piece of chicken. You're not even getting turkey. You're getting a small piece of chicken. <laughs> you, you, if you guys know that Chris Rock joke, you're getting a small piece of chicken. <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> you getting that toe flicky. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, 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 you getting the chicken wing. You know, you getting a small piece. Of, you're not even getting a leg. You ain't getting a thigh. You ain't getting a breast. You're getting a chicken wing. You, you getting drumettes. That's what you getting. Actually, you getting wing. Not a bad business move, though, because he can come back and, and say that he's 
motivated after the loss, and he realizes he's got to work harder and everything. He's back, and he's, he's got this. I would like to see him. Now. I would like to possibly see him in one more fight because I don't. I just don't like how I. One because like if he if he probably just threw, threw in the towel, right? Because he's getting his ass whooped. I, I can accept that. You saw that you saw that you were losing to a to a superior boxer, which he was. First half of the fight, it's it's a decent fight. Um, you can you can still see it's still a pretty much a, a, a feeling out process. Terence Crawford is, is still dominating this fight. Um, um, through the first half, but after round seven, it was just pick your poison. I'm just gonna pick. I'm gonna pick you apart. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop you like bubble wrap. And he kept on popping him. There was no more. And his dad was like, I can't watch my son. Go through this anymore. That's my baby. That's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> we both had the same time. <laughs> you know, and he doing and, and he doing the towels. I could get that. It's the throwing. It's, it's the it's the throwing him underneath the bus. Like shit. Like we understand if you if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a you can dodge a ball. But I don't know if you could dodge a bus when that shit is thrown at you. <laughs> And he threw him underneath that bus, and I'm like, I don't want to see him go out like that. With the last, my last memory of Sean Porter, is, oh, you didn't prepare enough for the biggest fight of your life against one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world. So now with this said, are we gonna get? Can is it possible that we can get an Errol Spence and Terence Crawford fight now? Because this is also Terence Crawford's last fight on on top rank. So he's no longer a top-ranked athlete. He's no longer succumbed to just fighting top rank. Even though Sean Porter was 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 the break out of it, but he's no longer under contract to just fight these top-ranked guys. He can actually go after. He can re he can renegotiate his contract. He can get out there into the bigger boxing world. I see my I see my other co-host KJ joining. Let me go ahead and get you an invite. I see you having some some complications. This may be oh to everybody listening. This may be the la This may be the last podcast of the week. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast yet on Wednesday or not because I'll be traveling Wednesday to Orlando. And, who, you know, once I get there and I get set up, who knows how things are going to go. I'm going to bring my equipment to possibly do a podcast, but don't bet on it. But leave like a 20% open window in case I get that itch. Now, back to certain problems. So that's the only thing about it. Like, you, so now I wonder... Like, can we see it now that Bud Crawford is no longer just a top-ranked guy? Is it possible that we could see an Errol Spence and Terence Crawford fight now? Are these the because these are the reasons that obviously Terence Crawford some isn't taken a little bit more seriously than he would like to be because he doesn't have the fights against some of these guys that he that that he should or that you would like for him to have. But if you're no longer now underneath a contract, an ESPN top-ranked contract, to fight a certain slate of individuals, now you can go out and fight all of these guys that you think are ducking you or that you think that you should have fought to get bigger paydays or that you should have fought to get your name out there more. And now let's see what happens. He's an older fighter already. He's already in his mid-30s. He already has... I think a broader question, like I'm, I'm a casual fight fan, mm -hmm. so like I might be like, I might be like a good barometer for this kind of this kind of shit, cause I'm I pay attention to big fights, but like the pros and cons of like the UFC's kind of surpassed boxing in popularity, mm -hmm. but the down the con to that is that the, the one company controls fighter pay very much, like there's no sort of bounce around, mm -hmm. but they also have the 
biggest fighters fight the biggest fighters and have big money paydays for that. Mm-hmm. At boxing, I feel like it's too convoluted. Like, this guy can finally get out of his contract and fight this guy. Like, I think that it might be, boxing might be more popular if they had less convoluted stuff. Like, WBF, IBC, WBC, like, there's too many belts and there's too many contract situations that the casual fans not aware of to why we don't get these big fights. I don't know what the middle ground is between getting these big money fights where guys are getting paid and also having casual fans be able to follow the sport a little bit better. I, I'm, you know what, so I'm going to tell you, the problem with boxing may not get solved until 2040. And I say that because it's going to be a transition from what we're seeing now. Like how we're seeing Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya starting to have their like boxer-owned promotions, where they're hopefully trying to get away from all of the bullshit that they know held them up or is holding the sport up that they love. So maybe like after a couple more generations pass through and they're able now to like maybe you know couple um um um. um a retired boxers association, you know what I mean? And they're able to get into, you know, like it directly implant themselves into boxing and get something a little bit more unified. Because if not, then what we're gonna end up seeing is what Mike Tyson is doing, and then everybody else is just gonna put on these little at put on these little boxing showcases instead. They're gonna have their own little boxing promotion, and they're gonna put on boxing showcases, and that's how we're gonna get it. But I think also, but one reason why I say it probably also in forty years because I feel like it's gonna take. A combination of those two, of, of guys that really care about the sport, doing what's best for the sport, and then also, as these athletes start to come through, them also realizing, we need to be our own promoter. Versus, like, once we get to a certain position, we need to be our own promoter. After that, just like, just like, just like how every NBA player or NFL players realize, hey, we need to get to this first contract. We need to get through this first contract or get to this payday, and then we can start like fluffing our feathers. They need to understand, hey, we need to get to, we need, we need to bust our ass to get to this point. When we get to, and I don't know what that point is yet, but we need to get to to, to X Y Z point. When we get to X Y Z point, maximize exposure. When you start maximizing exposure, get rid of the motherfuckers that's holding you back. Because they're no longer needed. I'm just saying, even as even as a casual fan, I mean, I know that people were clamoring for Floyd versus uh, Manny for five years before it happened. And by the time it happened, Manny was kind of past his prime, and, and a little washed. And, and the thing about that, we and never I, got that yeah, fight. and that's on Manny's side because, see, like it's so weird. I remember when this came up because that was so on Manny's side because Manny has people he has to answer to. He has a government that he needed to pay back, and he has he he was in debt, and he needed to run this, and also he didn't want to succumb to basic drug testing, <laughs> like basic Olympic level drug testing before the fight. Like the way I look at it, if somebody's accusing me of steroids and or false drugs, and I know I'm not on it, and I'm trying to get this big ass payday, this hundred million dollar fight, oh yeah, you could test me two days before because I know I'm clean. I'll piss wherever you want me to piss. Exactly. Like I can, I can give you this drug sample. I can give you this blood sample. I can give you this piss sample. Whatever you want. You want it two days before the fight? Let's do this two days before the fight. Let's go. I'm ready because I'm, I'm trying to get this payday, and I know I'm good, and I, and I, and I want to whoop your ass. And I don't want there to be any conjecture in there. I don't want any problem. I don't want any excuses. 
But then they had to bullshit. They had to wait on. They had to wait for the money to be right. They had to wait for this. He had to get past his promoter, and then and then they kept on being held up by his promoter and, they, and, and in his language. See, but this is really what it means. That that right. I remember this more than anything. Right. I know it had a lot of bad a, a lot of bad vibes to it. But when that was supposed to happen, that was the perfect example of. That's why it pays to be your own boss. Because as big as the sport that Manny Pacquiao was, he couldn't get the fight that he wanted himself. If he really wanted that fight, he couldn't even make it happen. Because he's not his own boss. Anytime they were ready, Mayweather was there and he's like, you know what, let's sign this paper. But by the time they signed it, hey, Manny Pacquiao was just a little step. And I, actually don't, I still don't think Manny Pacquiao would have beat him, to be honest with you. But it would have been a little bit more interesting. No, I agree. Punches in bunches. Like if you think, if you think in like the UFC sense, like it's it's funny, like it's a double-edged sword, right? Like Conor McGregor had to fight Khabib, and he's never been the same since. He he didn't have the opportunity to really duck that fight because Dana White would have been like, if we offered him Khabib, he wouldn't take it, and that would have been yeah, and and it would have worked. It would, it would have fucked up his reputation, and. And once again, we know it don't happen in the UFC. And the thing about it in the UFC, see, the bad thing about it is that a few people show you, you don't have to be undefeated to still be something. See, what happened with, see, because like with Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey had no personality outside of her undefeated record. So she couldn't, right. it, it really took her a hard time of trying to rebrand herself or, or just understand her own identity. Outside of being an undefeated women's um, um women's um UFC fighter, it took her some time. She went to wrestling. She had, she even had to get humbled in wrestling. Like people, let you understand, she she's not in wrestling not because she don't want to be in wrestling. She was kicked out of wrestling. She was she was kind of a bitch. So she got booted from the wrestling community, and now she makes money playing mobile games and streaming it on Facebook. Like I said, you gotta find I your niche. <laughs> no, she's not gonna know her name. You're not gonna see her name. You're just gonna see her randomly. Like if, if I think I may still have her followed. That, that could be the reason why I have that because I follow a lot of women athletes. Like you know, I, I like to make sure I know what they're doing. And and also like I remember my, my niece used to love her. My niece was two. <laughs> and any women athlete, I could but get. That's that zero was so much more important boxing than it is in, in MMA. Like, one of the biggest fights, if Conor Riggler fought Nate Diaz again for the third time right now, that would sell a million pay-per-views. You're right about that, too. Conor's lost Connor's lost seven times or six times, and Nate, Nate Diaz has lost, like, 15 times. People would pay him with their $80 pay-per-view to see that. But see, they you, both make bank off it. But you know how I feel, though? And, and, bo- and see, and boxes are weird like this, is that... If you're losing to the top five guys in the world and you're one of the top five guys, it's okay. Because you guys are basically going to give each other L's. You guys are going to go back and forth, have three matches, have iconic fights, and give each other L's. That's where your L's are going to come from. Who you can't lose to is 7 7 through 15. Or 7 and under. Or 15 and under. That's when those zeros or or those losses start to be like, well, he had a bad loss to this guy. But remember, a lot of stuff is, and I guess, I can say commentary, but commentary is what the casual fans get their information from. 
Right. <laughs> That's so, the problem with boxing. The, the the big boxing fights you see is forty and zero versus thirty three and zero. Like, if you don't it, have that O, it's almost like you you're not relevant. You can't get those fights. Yeah, because listen, to this this fight right here. Guys, don't fight real competition because they have to keep their O for as long as possible till they get their money fight. Yeah, that's like a Sean Porter, right? The fight against Bud Crawford. He's thirty one three and one, right? But he's a former champion himself. And then. When we talk about him, who do we talk about him losing to? Errol Spence. Errol Spence. That's one of the guys that if Terrence Crawford fought and that was who he had his one loss to, or if Errol Spence fought and Errol Spence gets a loss from him, like from Terrence Crawford, it's okay. But you know who you got? You know who Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford can't lose to? Sean Porter. Sean Court, like Sean, but Sean Porter's respected. He can be the number eight guy forever, and what he and and he could be going back and forth between eight and fifteen, and then what and then who he loses to the top three guys in the world. He works his way up there and lose to a top guy, lose to a top guy. There's nothing, there's nothing disrespectful in Sean Porter's career. Like you either have to have that zero, you have to be undefeated, or you have to go the Fury Wilder mm. route. Yeah, but you're not and considered powerful. It's a lot of talk. It's a lot of hype. It's a lot of bad blood. Shit, that I mean, people want to see it. Canelo Alvarez got one loss on his on his on his on his thing. They still consider him pound for pound the best fighter, one of the, um, the best fighter in the world. Because if, if who did he lose? Wrong, his one loss was to the greatest fighter who ever lived. Exactly. So see, see, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that these guys that are so worried about having a black, and I get it. Right, nobody wants to lose, but they're so worried about it that they're ducking these big fights. Well, like, listen, if you're losing to the other guys that are your peers and your contemporaries, like the guys, like, yo, we want, it's okay. Who you can't lose to is Buster fucking Douglas. Who you can't lose to is Peter McNeely. You can't lose to those guys. <laughs> you can't lose to Frank Bruno. A lot of Mike Tyson. A lot of Mike Tyson hate him. <laughs> Mike is my dude because as a kid, I like, love Mike. Cause I'm gonna tell you this, right? I don't know if there's a lot of kids out there idolizing Terrence Crawford. I was there was kids out there idolizing Mike Tyson when he took the like, he took that L, man. I, 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 that's when I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. <laughs> it was at that moment I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. The two fairy was fake. Easter, but I, I, I listen. I, I, that, that's when the whole, that's when every atrocity in the world came to light. I was like, holy shit! They did assassinate you, when that I was a, When I was a kid, like high school age, our TSN, which is like our Canada's ESPN. Mm -hmm. they used oh yeah, to, like, I get two o'clock in the morning, Friday nights. They used to run Mike Tyson. Fights from like his early days. I promise you, it was a one-hour show from like two a.m. to three a.m. and they would be able to show like nine Tyson fights in an hour because he knocked it in like a minute and fourteen seconds, thirty-seven seconds. Well, does it sound like I'm shitting on on Mike Tyson here? No, no, I'm just saying like. No, no, KJ. Somebody, KJ was over here in the comments. Somebody, I don't, I don't like how T is shitting on and Brooke. I'm not shitting on Mike. I love Mike. I can never shit on Mike. But he broke my heart, though. I'm having deja vu sometimes again. Pete, sometimes Peter McNeely knocks you out. Sometimes you beat Lennox Lewis, you know? Sometimes 
Sometimes you're in the hangover. Sometimes you're in uh, Mike Tyson's mysteries. Sometimes Have we done this recently? Fun. I feel like this is deja vu. Did I dream this? Has this happened already? Shit, I keep having deja vu moments. <laughs> and I don't know if it was this particular moment. This hasn't happened before, has it, guys? Have we talked to Mike Tyson and Peter McNeely and Buster Douglas already recently? I know we uh, haven't. On some random shit? Okay, damn. Okay, this is definitely deja vu. This is fully fact. This is full deja vu. You gotta check out Mike Tyson Mysteries on Netflix for me. Oh my god, I love that show. I loved that <laughs> show. Oh, yo, that is hilarious. With the, with the fucking talking penguin? <laughs> the possessed penguin? <laughs> That's my guy, Norm MacDonald. Rest oh in my peace. God. My favorite comedian ever. That's, that's, oh man, that's no, his, his show was hilarious. No, listen, I'm not making, I'm not, I, I'm not picking for the Mike Tyson. I just happen to use a lot of Mike Tyson references in me talking about the guys. But see, even Mike, right? As a kid, I couldn't, he, I was, Mike was idolized. So, or Mike was just idolized, period, even, even for adults. I don't think there's anybody idolizing Terrence Crawford. So when he took that loss, it literally flipped the whole entire world upside down. It was it was like oh shit, Queenon does exist and, and look there is a conspiracy and this and like oh my god they, they, that referee did take that money and and Pete Rose did gamble on that game and and Mike Tyson did and R Kelly did and you like you like yeah all reality starts hitting you like R Kelly did what how did they, am I even seeing this like how this didn't even happen yet <laughs> all reality hit me at once I was like oh this is fucked up like this is this is this is when you knew. Like, 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 superheroes weren't real. It was with Mike Tyson. Like, that's that. I'm telling you, no sports moment devastated me more in my life than Mike Tyson losing to a Vander Holyfield or not a Vander, Buster Douglas. Like, nothing ever. There's a, nothing there's a rapper. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. There's a rapper who told the story about he flew out to China or to Japan or China, wherever that fight was, with Mike, and they partied and did blow and drank until like. Four o'clock in the afternoon, the day of the fight, and then Mike went and showed up to that fight because he just thought it was a cakewalk. Oh no! Don't tell me that. Um, damn it, SB! I'm about to ban you for a week now. <laughs> I just told you how crushed I am by Mike Tyson. I'm telling you, it's a good thing it's a week that you're not doing any podcasts. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll both be back Monday. <laughs> Listen, man, there's only two athletes that really broke my heart. Like, it was Mike Tyson, and then the other guy that broke my heart was Michael Jordan. I didn't, I didn't, I guess Michael Jackson Jordan. broke my heart, too. So anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, they all Game broke six. my heart. Sorry, that's a Jay-Z part. No. Tyson, Jordan, Jack, Jackson, Jordan, Game six. Oh, oh, the Game 6. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry, that's originally a Biggie verse that he re- Versed, remixed, whatever you, whatever they they do back then. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought that was just Jay Z. Oh no, no, no! It was it, start, it starts off with, with, with you got the real life shit from front to back, and the niggas in the world. What it's it's that it's that um, fuck! It's the song with Busta Rhymes, Biggie, Puffy. What song is done? On nights I perform like my a victory, victorious, victory. We got the real live shit from front to back. And my niggas in the world, where the fuck you at? Where my niggas is at? Where my niggas is at? Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches is at? We got the real live shit. And it still ain't giving me the name of the song yet. <laughs> where my dogs is at? 
It is victory. Huh. Yeah, our nights I perform like one. Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, Pack Guns, Action, Ridiculous, and I'm quick to must if my ends you tuss. And this girl that bust two autos, my toes used to call me Fatso, now they call me Castro. My rap flow militant, y'all yeah, faggots ain't killing shit. Ooh, Chris Dallas keeps spilling shit. You overdid it, Holmes. You in the danger zone. You shouldn't be alone. Hold hands and sing it like me, the most shady. Frankie, baby, fantastic, drastic. Like Jurassic, Park kids, niggas, Park kids who spark shit. He me, only me. On the cause of this holy boss, truly yours, Frank White. That's real life shit. Yeah, I think that's victorious. Because <laughs> 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 all I can picture, right? And the reason why I say, because you have to go watch the video. If you're not watching, if you've never seen the video, <clears throat> go watch the video. Because all I'm picturing in my head is Buster Rhymes perched on a fucking ledge. Like, looking like a fucking crow, just wild. We got the real life shit from front to back. And my niggas in the world, where the fuck you at? Where my niggas And you know how Buster, how animated Buster Rhymes is? Like, <laughs> he just, and he's in like this black fur, like his black fur kind of shit, or, or feathery shit. Look, looking like a, a big ass black crow, for real. And he's just over there. <laughs> Put the money on the table and get the math on. Count it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the puffy verse. Yeah, that's definitely victorious or victory or whatever. It's, it's V something. Oh no, but yo, bust. I've, told, yo. I've said I've said before I was a white kid growing up in Canada. Like I I found out all my rappers through features on Eminem songs. Ah. And I know bust bust of murder and Ja Rule on Hail Mary two thousand. I don't know if you heard that. I destroys Ja Rule. I'll have to run it back because Hail Mary two thousand doesn't just ring a natural bell to me. But no, Busta Rhymes is one of my low-key favorite artist of all... I should say, no, one of my favorite artists of all time. I think he's one of the underappreciated goats of rap. Like, people talk about Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas, Snoop, and all these guys, and I think they leave out Busta Rhymes for lyric, content, entertainment, longevity. Like, Busta Rhymes... the longevity. Like, and the the longevity is one of the things. Like, the fact that he can still hop on a track right now and, and, and spit 100 miles an hour and, and kill anybody. Wang! <laughs> it's Buster Rhymes and Travis Parker. Wang! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Don't and then he... Bring it, babe. Watch it turn. Yo, see. that was my shit. City. Oh no, we heard that. You said that you want to see. Well, what you want to do? Well, what you want to do? <laughs> the Martian Man. Yo, <laughs> Yo I'm telling you, because Buster Rhymes' videos was, was must-see TV. Because you knew he was putting on a mini cinematic performance. And, and, and shout out to him also changing his style when he started hooking up with Puff. And Puff was like, hey, we know you can rap fast, but slow it down a little bit so the people can understand what the fuck you're saying. And next thing you know, he's like, baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. You know what you want. <laughs> Yo, 
<laughs> I love my baby. Yep, yep. I love my bitch. I love my baby. Yep, yep. I love. I'm like, yo. He had so many consistent bangers year after year after year. He was in a group. Then he went solo. Then he stopped doing his thing. And then he was on features. I mean, you name it. Any kind of way you want it served up. Buster Rhymes made me called Master Chef because he served it to you whatever way you want it. Pastor Kavasi, yay. Hey, Pastor Kavasi, yay. Pastor Kavasi, oh, as Lewis called it one time, Pastor Kovasor. Pastor Kovasor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is Kovasor, my nigga? The red drink. You mean Kavasi? <laughs> like, yo, I can't with you. <laughs> we were young, though. So, we were... You made me think that Method Man merged his lives. <clears throat> yo, that I need, I'll be there for you. If you keep it real with me, I keep it real with you. That one? Yeah, that was like a, that was math going from M E T H O D. Listen, to like, oh, I know what a soft song. Not Jones. for nothing. Like, the person that I married don't know it yet, but that's our wedding song all day long. Like that song is being played at the motherfucking wedding. <laughs> got mad to get. <laughs> like that shit. Maybe no woman, no cry. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like you understand? Like, yeah, the the, the playlist is gonna be ridiculous. But yeah, that method. Oh man, so many, so many, so many. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a hip hop reggae kind of event. I'm just letting I'm just I'm just letting everybody know now. When you come to my wedding, I'm letting the DJ know now. Won't no Sweet Caroline be played? I'm sorry. Won't be no journey played. Like I, <laughs> I love these groups, but it ain't happening. You, I, no show. No, but you may get queen out of me. You may get queen out of me because I may get some We Are the Champions played at my wedding. Definitely. <laughs> like I may do that shit, and just for the fuck of it, I may have to play Bohemian Rhapsody just so my munchkin can hear it because I got her hooked on that song. <laughs> I play random crazy songs. For my munchkin to hear, just so she can hear like like the other side of shit to get hooked on, and then she and then I catch her singing that shit randomly, like, yo. Should I send you my mailing address so you can get that invite out now? Or... <laughs> I'm sorry. I said should I send my mailing address to you so you can get that invite out? Or... Oh yeah 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 De- yeah definitely definitely. I'll, listen, I'll, I'll send you. Listen, you if you if you fly out to my wedding, I'll definitely send it out to you. <laughs> listen, I don't know what is happening. It may, this may not happen un- until like. Until like 2047. But this no, it's still good. Like, that song is still gonna end up being played. I'll push my walker up to my seat. <laughs> oh shit! Mark made it! Yo, we're happy to see Mark up in the building because he almost wasn't in the building. Hope you're doing good, Mark. How you feeling, B? Feeling alright. Apparently, you're feeling a whole lot better than. Sound like you're feeling a lot better than Sean Porter was after his fight. Shit. I didn't watch it. I heard it was a good one. Mm. Well, they, they, they had his father throwing the towel, looking like the black dude from Rocky. Hey. <coughs> I do. Who, how, what? What did you say, Mark? It was a good fight. It was a, good, it was a, it was a dominant performance by Terrence Crawford. Uh, good fight, depending on how you look at it. Good fight meaning that Terrence Crawford was dominant. And it's going to and and I think he's gonna fight quickly too. I think he's set to fight December eighteenth. It's really weird, cause I I I, I I I was that's what I was thinking, 
But I kept seeing him on a December 18th fight card with T when Teofimo Lopez fights. So, T so I know Teofimo Lopez is definitely going to be fighting on December 18th. For some reason, I think Bud Crawford is fighting on that same card as well. Go look it up. Somebody let me know. I could be, I could be, like, I, even I thought that was a fast turnaround. I was like, damn, he must really think he's going to whoop this guy ass and take no punishment. <laughs> like, like, who sets two fights back to back like that? But, yeah, there's a December 18th fight with Teofimo Lopez, and I think Bud Crawford is on that fight card. Unless that's an old fight card I saw. Yeah, you think you think we'll make it? We'll make it to fifty and zero, like like uh, like 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 money Mayweather. Not if he fights the guys that he's that that he wants to fight. I don't know, because that's when you're gonna start being tested. We just talked about this in a in a, in a weird way. That because this is his last fight. Like to to bring you guys a little bit of speed. This is his last fight underneath the contract of ESPN's top ranked boxing. So now he's able to go out there and get to that comp to that level of competition that has been holding him back from getting more respect. So now we're talking about Errol Spence and these boys, possibly. To me, this we're talking about earlier. I didn't bring this up before, but like we're talking about the problem with boxing compared to MMA right now. Like people are more excited for a Jake Paul fight than they are for ninety percent of legitimate boxing cards. Well, that's to me, but, means there's a problem. That's because of the promotion that I talked about. Because pe they don't, because fighters don't know how to promote but themselves. Don't, you, don't you see that as a problem with the sport? Like that means, well, that's, that means well, the sport is becoming a, a sideshow. No, no, that is that is definitely a problem. With the sh with, with, there is a problem, but like I said, part of that problem is is what I try to mention is that you know what these guys need to learn how to promote themselves better because all Jake Paul did was come out and promote himself. He started promoting himself on YouTube, became a jackass on YouTube to, to the point where people wanted to see him knocked on on YouTube until he kept on trying to say, okay. What kind of stage can I get for people to want to see me get knocked out? And he kept on going on bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger stages. Floyd Mayweather did the same exact thing. He that's that's what's that's what I said. That's what's really gonna have gonna have to happen. Boxers are gonna have to get to a certain and I don't know what point that is. They got to get to a certain point in their career where they take their career in their own hands and take it out of their promoters' hands, and start learning how to be self promoters. Or hire somebody, or hire somebody that isn't one of these. Yeah, or hire somebody that isn't one of these guys. Hire like a hype man. But see, you know what? I, honestly, you know what I've been saying for a while. The, the boxing misses Don King, because regardless of who the fuck was fighting, Don King sold the fight. This is why. This is when I realized that they needed a, that, that, that they needed some that they these guys needed to be able to promote themselves. Because really, it's not the fact that they're missing a promoter; they're missing a consistent face that promotes <laughs> like what fighting what fighting boxing promoter that you that do you even know right now you can't even think of one but remember uh, but remember back yeah. in the, who's that yeah. who's that bald dude the bald dude that's me with this guy see well really you should have said Floyd Mayweather and 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 Oscar De La Hoya but they're not bombastic how how um how how Don King was come on when Don King when, a, when there was a Don King fighter fighting, you also went to go watch that fight. It wasn't just Mike Tyson or this. It was Don King's fighters you went to go fight. Because what did Don King come out there do? He sold the fuck out of his fight. Muhammad Ali, go look at early Muhammad Ali. I think I used to have this clip. Muhammad Ali used to um, has an early interview. He has an early sit-down interview. And he literally talks to the person... I forget who he's interviewing. Um, let's let's say he's um, um, Carson or whatever. He maybe he's on the Tonight Show, but let's just say he, it's some shit like that, 
right? And he literally tells the person, like, listen, I come out here and I talk about the fight. Nobody wants to watch it, right? I come out here and I say, and I, I, and I talk normal and I, and I speak how I'm telling you now, and it doesn't get any buzz. But I start getting a little loud. I make a few words rhyme, and I tell him, I'm in five. I, I'm in five. He's gonna have something to be alive. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, buzz. And all of a sudden, now we get a buzz from both. People that want to see me knock him out of five, and people want to see if I'm really this guy and see if I'm going to get knocked out of five. And he says, I literally do this to work up the crowd and so I to promote my fights because if I don't do this, then people aren't interested. And then he goes, and then the very next day, he went into fight mode and everybody ate it up. It's an Ali joint. If he takes a step to me, I'll beat him in three. Yeah, like, like yeah. He, I'll beat him in four. He says it. He says it. <laughs> he, in, he in an interview he said that this is what he needed to do to promote fights. So so if people consider Muhammad Ali the greatest fighter of all time, why are they listening to his advice when it comes to promoting their fights as well? What's going on, Goods? I got a full house today. I love it. On a Monday morning, you know. Let me get this. You know what? I'm not. I, I don't have one right now. I don't have one. This Monday football game. Is Tampa Bay losing at least? No, it's 10-7. <sighs> oh, okay. So at least they scored. That's okay. You know, putting up a fight. So you know what? Let's 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 talk. Let's she's about putting up a fight. Let's talk about putting up a fight because every once in a while, you're not always able to get up for the fight that you want to have in the bedroom. But if you guys get yourself an order of blue chew. You can put up a fight whenever you want. What is Blue Chew? Blue Chew happens to be a little blue pill that will give you back that thrill. All you have to do is open up a pack and we just got a, f a new order. And look at this, folks. Blue Chew, Blue Chew, Blue Chew. Ah! Let's open up a pack and then head to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. With the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. She's gonna love how you. She's gonna love how you come through like the champ, Bud Crawford, when you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code, L P X H, that's Lima Papa X Ray Hotel, you'll be able to get your first order of blue chew for free from my tea. The only thing you got to do is pay for shipping and handling. I can't control the postal service. That shit ain't on me. But you can be all over her if you order your order of Bluetooth. And ladies, I know you listen to to the podcast. It's okay. I'm going to tell you, since, since, since we was over here talking a lot of 90s talk, get yourself some Hennessy and some Hypnotic and make yourself some Incredible Hulk. And then crush up a Bluetooth pill and put it in there. And have him give you that Lionel Richie. That all night long, he don't gotta know. All night, all night long. He gonna be like, damn, that pussy was so good. My shit didn't go down. I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. Exactly. Yo, who said that? <laughs> you just brought. Who said that? I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I remember that line. 
I remember that line from somewhere. Who the fuck said Cat that? Cat Williams. That was Cat Williams? <laughs> that must have been before he was choked out by that teenager. Oh, but y'all still remember that? <laughs> that, was, that, was, uh, that shit was the, the, the Doug Passion. Oh. Alizé and Henny. Wait, no, no, that was Incredible Hulk was Alizé and Henny. Nah, nah, Incredible Hulk was hip, Hypnotic. And Henny. Oh, Hypnotic and Hennessy, man. Okay, okay. And then we had the ultimate... I keep it Alizé in my crib. No, I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, as soon as you wrote that, I already knew the tone of voice. I, I, I knew it in. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't remember who said it. Like, I don't but bitches do. Oh, man. And then we had the ultimate ultimate, which was Absolute and Hennessy mix. That's a different kind of shit. Not a lot of yeah, people know. I never had that. Yeah, not a lot of people know about that ultimate ultimate. If you were a Ghostface, so remember the year that, the year that the Blueprint came out, and, and 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 Stillmatic, the year that that came out, that those two albums caught all the buzz. But to me, there was a sleeper album of the year. Still my favorite album of the year, and that was Ghostface Bulletproof's Wallet. That album to me is fucking ridiculous from back to front. And on that album, he talks about having the ultimate, ultimate, which is the Hennessy and the Absolute mix. Ultimate, 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 ultimate. <laughs> but go listen to that album. Go listen to that. If that's, you guys have never heard that album, go. Oh yeah, we that, tried that, that shit. Oh no, it is dangerous. No, listen, I've only tried so it in dangerous. the army. I will never try it as a civilian. And I, I <laughs> like you understand. If I tried as a civilian, it's like it's, it's because of a deer. And there's a bare minimum of $100 on the table. I'm, I'm like, I'm a cheap date. Like, it only, only requires me $100 to drink that again. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and take this time before we before we get into the football, right? And, and let's, get out, let's, let's get a little bit of basketball. Let's get some more basketball out of the way. And let's get into my next talk, my next talk. Meth and Ghost talk tonight. Wu-Tang heavy pot. What? Wu-Tang, oh. <laughs> you know how this, you know how it is. I think it's so funny. When everybody asks me, like, what kind of podcast that I have, right? I really have to tell them it's a life podcast, but we probably talk, we talk mostly about sports. But I, we'll talk anything. Like, you guys all know. Like, you know, I got, I got the whole panel up here. You guys know we, we'll talk anything. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse, we'll talk about him. We'll talk about Andre Kofi the fifth, like, or the fourth. I'm sorry, we'll talk about him. See, that may be a name you guys may, may not be may not be familiar with, right? You guys, well, everybody knows who Kyle Rittenhouse is, who was the guy that that went to the the protest and decided to uh, to commit um, premeditated murder, but he ended up getting off, young kid, right? But there also was a little what was was a, was a, was a young black man also that recently also got off as well, named Andrew Coffey, the fourth, and he was charged with with murder and attempted murder of a police officer but that's because a SWAT team barged into his house he said this is what becomes a he said she said said obviously they don't have body cams on so they can't they they can't corroborate the story <laughs> but they didn't announce themselves they bust into his house well if you burst into anybody's house that owns a gun guess what they're going to do they're going to start busting back until they know who the fuck it is well, in the midst of all of that happening, his girlfriend got shot 10 times. 
and so they tried to get him with murder of, of, of his girlfriend and also with attempted murder of the police officers. Well, he was also he was recently um, found not guilty of those charges. Obviously, the first time turning up the body cam has worked against the police. Hey, he's one of the. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that at least worked against them. <laughs> Listen, I, if 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 you if we keep seeing enough patterns of the justice system working right, that means eventually it's going to get, at least half and half. <laughs> like we'll never get to like an eighty twenty, but we'll get I half and half ain't bad. Like all anybody want is a fifty fifty chance. Like, that's what you're there for is a 50 50 chance of being guilty not guilty like you just don't want shit um uh you, you just don't want shit weighted against you like you like what everybody say i want my fear shot in court that sounded like some fear shit like that sounded reasonable like i don't feel like that judge needs to be appealed on his decision that cal rittenhouse judge he definitely needs to be appealed he sounded biased from the very be from the very beginning of of of, of the goddamn trial there was a lot of evidence and, and a lot of verbiage that he was allowed that 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 he would not allow in the courtroom as well that he made thrown out. Yeah, like so if I'm a good I'm gonna honestly, I would be surprised if there wasn't an appeal just based on what I know about the legal. So I'm like, ah, oh, fucking appeal that shit. Fuck that. Like it, it put this way. Prosecution fucked that shit up. That was that was the problem. The prosecution was. Just... Well, they, they probably were because honestly, there, there's two there's two things that you pop that there's two things that you really just needed to find him guilty of. Um, traveling with a weapon across state lines and premeditated murder. That's it. How can he, he, he can't be guilty. He can't, he can't be found now guilty about none of those because it was all over his social media that he was going to do it. I mean, from what I heard, the first one, he, he didn't travel across state lines with it. He picked it up once he was there. So I think that's where the hiccup. The ah, okay, okay. See, I see. I have to, see, I have to get clarification that that's the case because... For my understanding was that him and his parents traveled across lines with their weapons. My understanding was that his his sister's boyfriend had picked up the weapon for him and lived in Wisconsin, so he got across the border, mm, picked up okay. the gun from there. Understood. Okay. Okay, that'll be something different. Thank you for that piece of information. Now I feel like a defense attorney, and I feel like I'm. Arguing against myself. Here, but. No, but I mean, listen. Information is information. Whether it's whether it leads to your point or it leads against your point, information is information. Like the point, the point of information is not to always agree with you. It's for you to get the right information. It's for you to get the right answer. I mean, the key moment in that case was the, or in that trial was when the uh, the defense asked the uh, the one man who wasn't killed that Kyle shot. He's like. He asked him, like, so you didn't pull the trigger until he walked towards him with the gun? And he said, correct. I think that killed the case right there. It allowed the defense to paint the picture of self-defense. Well, and then, like I said, it's, and, it's, and it's very hard to hear the defense of the other two people that was killed because they're dead. So you can't get their testimony or their side of the story. There, I don't think like I, I haven't seen, but I, was was there any body cams or cameras to catch what happened previous to to him shooting those two individuals, or was it just when he was finally getting his ass beat after possibly instigating some shit? That's, that's, the thing. Right, that's that's the thing, right? Like that's as much as I see. I don't know how to feel about the whole thing because I feel like that kid is a piece of shit. But like there was not enough evidence to convict someone, and I also feel like if you're 
weren't there to see it, then you can't. Yeah. Not that you can't have an opinion, but like I feel like we we jump to conclusions on both sides too much that like I don't know. It's it's a man. It's a murky waters, man. Yeah. And, and you know what? I I, I said, you could be as furious as you want. Or I could be as furious as I want. But if if the defense did a horrible job and left the room for reasonable doubt, then that's their problem. That's their fuck up. You know, I'd be like, like they also need to be a better defense team. <laughs> like, but we can't, we can't. I'm not gonna sit here and harp on that, like, like too much. But I'm gonna tell you something that I won't be doing. I won't be using his meme for shit. I see a lot of people using his meme and his gif for a lot of shit. Like, I will not be doing that at all, ever. Trying to make him a new crying Jordan. Yeah, like they are using him for all kinds of shit. I'm like, no, I will not be out there to make him famous. No, it's okay. Because when NFTs start to start start to explode, he's gonna use that as an NFT so he can get money off of that shit. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, like, so I think someone someone said on Twitter like, how these Republicans that are so proud of Kyle Rittenhouse and want to offer him internships and shit, how do they know he's a Republican? Oh, I I, I know why they know he's a Republican. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I listen. I'm, I'm at least surprised that they, they they also couldn't get him on vigilante laws. Like like like, there's so many like there was, you know I'm sorry. There's so many laws that he broke. In my eyes, I'm like you couldn't get him guilty on none of them. Nothing. Like like yeah, you guys are horrible. Was it the state's attorney? Who was like was it the state's attorney that was um the, the um, trying to convict them? I, I, I think so, I assume. That would make sense then. That would make sense. Like we've all seen the picture of the, the lawyer holding the holding the air fifteen up to his face and like didn't even know how to hold it. He had his finger on the trigger and like everyone passed that picture around. Yeah. So yeah, if if it's a state's attorney and it's a state's attorney for a pretty small state too, I would con- like yeah. Yeah. Now I feel a little bit of guilt. Now I know I was joking, but talking about LeBron James should be in jail. I feel like maybe that was a little too much. <laughs> Given the circumstances, maybe that's not a joke uh, we're making this week. No, or in the same. Yeah, okay. We we may have to walk that back a little bit. You know, that, that's just what we said. At least, at least, at least the night in county. You know what I mean? <laughs> For at least assault. Like, isn't assault at least a night in county? <laughs> I picture, like, I, I imagine knowing LeBron James, he does karate, he has karate teachers and shit, like, just, it's the type of guy he is. Technically, he has assault with a deadly weapon if he's trained in the martial arts. That looks about it. I, 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 I understand. That looks, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. We have to look into that a little bit more deeply. But not before I get into a little depressing topic, a topic that's been kind of depressing for me for the last couple of weeks, and that is... My Knicks talk, my Knicks talk. It's hard for me to walk my walk and talk my talk when the Knicks make me want to put my head and hide it in the dark. I, we have the Knicks talk, that Knicks talk. And let's start off by saying the Knicks had a split personality kind of weekend. They had they they had what they 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 finished off the weekend with one win and one loss. Again, a loss in a game where they were up and just couldn't close out the game at the end and 
it's weird to me that why do the losses this year feel so bad? It's like death by like a thousand nuts. Or whatever that 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 phrase goes. I think it's nuts, but maybe that's a, maybe that's the next blue chew <laughs> Blue chew, death by a thousand nuts. <laughs> How did she like? How like? Oh my God! He he fucked her to death. Oh my! What did it happen? How did she die? Death by a thousand nuts. (laughs) Oh shit! Oh my God! (laughs) But that's what's happening with me in the New York Knicks right now. It feels like death by a thousand nuts. Is is I I don't get like every loss hurts. Every single loss hurt, and and I keep trying to think back to last year, where the records are very similar. They're they're, they're so similar, it's eerie. But it just feels like it's it's just more panic this season, or there's more, or or or, or just or, or they're losing worse, or they're, or they're not coming. You gotta stop losing the bad teams. Let's just, let's just start there. The New York Knicks just have to start losing. Have to start losing to bad teams. They're gonna have to start fin- figuring out a way to close to, to close out games. But again, like I said, while I'm here and I'm trying to like, damn, they're doing horrible. I I look at the st- the star-studded L.A. Lakers over there, and they're still doing better than them. So why does it feel like this season is running away from me already so early in the year? Like, is it just me? Like, am I crazy? Like, I, I, am I, am I, am I going, <laughs> am I going bananas here? Is it just like, it feels like the season has already gotten away from us, and we're, and we're a game above five hundred. We're right where Vegas said we would be. Fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm kind of lost with the Knicks right now because I don't know how I should feel about them and these and and, and some of these early losses. Because I'm, I'm feeling them all. Like I, I'm feeling them all. Like, I, I feel like I'm, I like like death by a thousand nuts, death by a thousand jabs, like death by a thousand cuts. However you want to say it, like I'm feeling every single last one of them. Expectations. The weight of expectations. Well, expectations is a horrible drug. I hate it. I hate. Listen, I hate. I hate expectations as much as as much as I as I hate the hood of adult or adulthood. I hate. I hate that hood. I hate that neighborhood. It's the worst place ever. I don't know why we all wanted to move here. We were all so 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 quickly to, quick to get here. Now look at this. The worst neighborhood we ever lived in. It's basically like this. Might as well be the ghetto. Adulthood is the ghetto of life. <laughs> Who's what? Who's pissing on the podcast? I don't know. Somebody was running water somewhere. I, I barely even caught it. Now, the Knicks are going to have not just a busy week. They're going to have a, a busy slew of games coming up. As they, they're, basically, they're basically past... The early fluff portion of this of their schedule, if you want to call it that, we're, we're like like that's what these games are supposed to be. 
the games against against the games against Toronto and the games against Orlando. Like those are supposed to be the fluff that Charlotte. Those are supposed to be the fluff games. Oh shit! I'm in jumping over here, killing, dancing with the stars. See, you know what? I'm heavy. Oh, you know what? I'm, let's, let's pump the brakes again because I, I I'm like a fucking squirrel. Like everything distracts me, and I got a, I got an opinion about everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just saw that Iman Shumpert is, is getting Iman Shumpert, former Knicks, like right? um, former Knicks and Knicks tape legend, right? We love him in New York, right? And we and, and more and more than him, we love his wife, and and that's where this is going, right? <laughs> is that Iman Shumpert? Yes, we see that he is tearing up Dancing with the Stars, but have you guys not seen his wife? I. Honestly, I would expect a guy like that. Like, I'm one, he like he, he he has some coordination about him, right? He didn't go he didn't go on the show with two left feet. But a guy that has a wife that has movements like Sierra, and can dance like that, you would hope that he was picking up some shit from her. Or the moment that he said he may want to do this, that she was with him, like trying to get like basic rhythm, like you know how athletes are. Hey, you know what? Let's let's get this let's let's get this basic training camp out, and, and, and let's get our shit together, and let's and, and let's go work on on how to move these hips and get these hips open. And then he goes on dance with the stars, and he crushes it. But if you don't know who his wife is, go look up Iman Shumpert's wife. Actually, go look up what is it. Um, what was that song called? Fever? Not Fever. Was it Fever? That's how the song goes. <laughs> I think it's a Kanye song. There ain't no damn song that go like that. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, nah. it's, no, it's one of those undertone, like, sounds that you got, that, that's constant in the back that you always hear. I always hear those little undertone songs. Like, that's, it's the shit that catches Sounds like me. a hit, though. It could be. It, it, um, what is this? Is, it, is the song called Fever? Even when she was dancing, like, um. Yeah! Yeah. Sports bra and like panties or something. Yeah, oh. that's the video. So look that up, and that's Iman Shumpert's wife. And that's the song I'm talking about. Like, yeah, she's dancing. <laughs> like, it's in there. Go listen. It's in there. Like, you're gonna hear it. Watch, watch. After we're doing the podcast, you're like, I don't know if it's gonna be tonight or like, you're gonna go listen to that song. Or, and you're gonna be like, damn, I never heard that. There we go. I, I I knew I knew she shared a last name with me or some shit like that. Yeah, that's another uh, that's another that's another Taylor we're gonna highlight this weekend. But I'm telling you, Taylor's on fire this weekend. I'm telling you, when you wa- when you go watch her video, you may want to go lock the door. <laughs> You're gonna want to be alone and go watch the video and get some alone time because you may have a Bluetooth moment. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You may have a Bluetooth moment. Your champion may, you know what I mean, may lift up that trophy when you see that shit. What's it called? It's called Fade, not Fever. Okay, I was close. I was close. If you know how my mind works, that's as close as you're going to get from me. <laughs> that's Without me being right, calling that song Fever, because that's how that song, you give me fever. Like It feels like a modern-day fever. The only tailor I know is Tim the Tool Man. Oh uh, no! You know another Taylor. 
There's another, there's, there, well, that's, well, you know, you know me, I'm Taylor, and we just talked about Tiana Taylor, and then there's also Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Indianapolis Col You know what? I know we ain't talking football yet, but... Here you go, here you go, here you go. Yeah, yo, he ate. He ate luxurious. Yo, he ate like a Saiyan after a fight. Like, oh my God. Like, he ate like a main anime character after they just fought a boss. If you guys watch anime, you know what I mean. <laughs> Man. Talking about yaks, yards. Just. Jesus. Jonathan Taylor. Highlighted player of the week. I don't listen. If somebody, if, if somebody in this game has a better performance than him, then just understand what they're about to do because this guy put on a show. Jonathan Taylor, two year running back. There's a second, yeah, second year running back in um, um in in Indiana. Can't run the ball. Catches out the backfield. He had five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do apologize because I think didn't, didn't the Colts and the Bills both have a bye week? I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what's happening here. I see what's. <laughs> you ain't shit, SB. Never, you ain't shit. <laughs> the Colts played yesterday. I, I thought they were Oh my god! I just realized what you was doing here. Like for a second, you had me fool. I I thought you was really, <laughs> you had me really gossiping this shit to you. But how many? T I, I just have to ask, like, cause cause I I wasn't gonna give it justice, but he found the end zone. How many times? Five times. If he would have done a spin and rooting in the end zone after the fifth time. I oh my God. You know what? I'm going to need somebody to, to, to put that in their repertoire. Like to put that in, 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 in the back of their head, uh, in their bag of things. To like, yo, if I ever score five times, I'm, scoring, I'm doing a spin and rooney. You know what? I'm going to have to write double. I'm going to have to write book a team. You know, what? I'm gonna have to at Booker T. You need to invite, you need to invite Jonathan Taylor to the show. <laughs> he needs to be on either on SmackDown, Raw, or Raw Talk. <laughs> they need to invite. They need to invite him to the show. Anytime somebody gets five touchdowns like that, they should be invited. They, they should be invited to a special, to a, to a special sit down with Booker T. And not Booker T. Washington, folks. Booker T. The wrestler. GI bro. <laughs> oh man, I don't even think you guys understand who GI bro is. You know what? I don't want to talk anymore, Knicks. Cause it could have, Knicks are really upsetting me. What kind of show he got? I didn't know he had a show. Oh no, he just does raw talk. He just does the raw talk. I don't, I don't even think he has his own podcast or anything. Like like um um yeah, I'm 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 future projected. No, he, and, 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 he has his own podcast. If Booker if Booker T has his own podcast, I'm have to start checking out the Booker T podcast. Hundred percent, he does. I know he did. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go look it up. I'm gonna write this down. Things to remember. Booker T podcast. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. <clears throat> What's the score on tonight's game? Anybody has a up, have an update for me? The Hall of Fame with Booker T. Uh, at least the weekly Hall of Fame. Like so, like I, said, I don't want to talk anymore Knicks, cause I'm 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 just I have nothing good to say about the Knicks. I don't care if they if if they just came off a win or actually they didn't just win, they just came off a. 
I have nothing really good to say about the Knicks until the Knicks turn around their game. Until unless, until the Knicks turn themselves around. I can't reward their bad behavior. And right now, the bad behavior that they're portraying is not being able to close out games or losing to bad teams. If I wanted to see you lose to bad teams, I would have went to three years ago. The only thing good about this is that they're also beating a lot of good teams as well. But there's way too many bad teams that they're losing against. They're gonna make. They ain't gonna win no 50 games though. Not at this pace. No, they're not. They're gonna actually win 41 and a half fucking games, like Vegas said. They're gonna find a way to have a draw and have half a game. Watch, fucking cocksuckers. <clears throat> right. I'm gonna tell you right now. I full-heartedly believe that there's going to be a change on the New York Knicks come trade deadline this year. Way more than I thought about this last year, right? Because I didn't think there was going to be... I don't. I didn't think there was going to be... <laughs> I didn't think there was going to be a change last year, really. But I really believe there's going to be a change this year when it comes to the Knicks if they continue to hover around a 500 team. Actually, Tom Thibodeau is actually, already... Actually, well, that was my question one, one, one week. I was like, who do you think they're going to pick up? See that I don't know because that I'm gonna have to sort determine was who what are you gonna go after? Do I believe that the New York Knicks have their starting point guard on the team? So unless you go after somebody dynamic at point guard, like just bring it, put it this way, bringing in that at this point in the game, bringing in Darren Fox doesn't move the needle for me. If that makes any sense. I'd rather keep Emmanuel quickly and develop him. If that's the case. Like you really if you're gonna if you're gonna change point guards, you have to bring me something that's going to change immediately. Now when you get a point guard when you got Kimba. Because you're getting rid of Kimba. Kimba ain't cutting nah. Kimba ain't making the cut. Kimba Kim, listen, and whatever I'm trading, I'm looking to get rid of Kimba and Evan Fournier. I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of both of them. They're not doing it for me. I'm willing to trade them to upgrade. Walk out back to Charlotte to get your retirement tour. Like I'm looking to be, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking to be upgraded. Ain't taking. So you got ball there. That kid ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere at all. He gonna be there for a decade. Unless, unless he yes, wants, but put it say, unless he wants a bigger stage, because he can beat a big fish in, a, he could beat a big fish in Charlotte all day long. He really could. If he wants to, but unless he wants a bigger stage, like yeah, he could he could stay there for he could stay there for for a fucking decade and he'll be Gucci. He could stay there for 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 a dozen years and he'll be great. And and and. and... Oh, who's Mark? 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 Sorry, I had to mute you, Mark. You over here moving all that goddamn furniture? Sound like sound like sound like you put the sound like you put your phone in the pocket of your corduroy pants. Like what the fuck is going on over there? All I'm hearing is <laughs> So before we go straight into the football season, right? Or or this wacky week of football that as 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 I'm as I'm calling it. Right? I I want to get into a little bit of Jets talk, right? Since since we just did some Knicks talk, want to do a little bit of Jets talk. And I was fucking yelling at me like, what? Like I'm your fucking little kid, nigga. What? What are you talking about? 
I wasn't even yelling. You didn't hear what was happening over here, man. It sounded like you was you, you was trying to make origami on some shit. Like that's all you was in. What? It's the bitch for me. What bitch? Wait. What? 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 What the hell just happened here? Wait. Who's what? What? Who? What? Who? Who did what? Uh. Uh. AJ's instigating. I know he is. <laughs> so I just wanted to get into a little bit of jest talk because we talked about how Rex Ryan last week, he went out there on, on he went there on a limb and he and he called out um, Jets head coach Rob Salah, right? And he went after him in a weird way. Basically, he he responded to what other talking heads were saying about Rob Salah in as a comparison to when he was getting hired. And they said that he has a lot of wrecks in him, right? He's, and they were talking about, and, and they thought he was a fiery coach. They, and they were really talking about him. They, they were also comparing because he was because he was a, def, a defensive coach as well, right? And they thought that he could motivate his crowd, but they also thought he was a little bit more fiery, right? A little bit more rah-rah, you know, a little bit more bombastic, if, if you want to say. But Rob Salah ended up being a lot more timid and tapered than we actually anticipated. And he isn't quite like Rex Ryan. Actually, he's not even getting the kind of production that Rex Ryan was getting from his defense as a defensive-minded head coach. So, of course, Rex Ryan, very last week, he, he blew up. He kind of blew up on the idea that Rob Salah was anything like him. And even went to say like, and even went to emphasize how he at this current time he's a better coach than he was. That he did better with, with you know, with a rookie quarterback than he did. Also, they had a better general manager that was also getting talent around there. Let's not forget that these that this team that that Jets had where they had Mark Sanchez had talent. They had Ladainian Thomas and they had Braylon Edwards. They had they had they had Santonio Holmes. They had. They, I forgot who they had. They had some wide receiver that used to play quarterback that used that could run the wild that, used, that was able to run the wild the wildcat. Brad Brad Smith. There we go, Brad Smith. Yo, when we lost him, like that 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 was so hurtful. People didn't even realize how fucking crucial he was to 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 like this this misdirection in in our offense. Like, when we lost him, we lost a big piece. But yeah, so. Let's like, apologize this week, though. Yeah, he yeah. So like he had talent. So it was, it was it was it was a very harsh comparison. Well, Rex Ryan came after putting his foot in his mouth last week. Rex Ryan took the foot out of his mouth and put it in his lap, and he decided to. No, you know you know what he did, T. He took his wife. What's that? He took his wife's foot out of his mouth and replaced it with his own. <laughs> he probably did. He does exactly what he did. But but he but he had to walk it back either way. The foot lover definitely had to take it back. Had to take had had to you know take a, a step back, and what ended up happening is that he ended up calling Robert Salah and he had a conversation with him. Now, do I think that he called Robert Salah on his own merit? I don't believe so. I think Woody Johnson may have given him a little motivational speech. Woody Johnson, the owner of the New York Jets, by the way, the CEO and owner of Johnson and Johnson, Woody Johnson. 
Um, he, I, 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 I feel like he gave him a, a little phone call and said, you know what? Give him a call, hear him out. If he's still not that dude after you think, after, after you're done talking to him, then I'll listen to you. But I think he's gonna listen to him regardless. I think I think he just kind of give him a feeling like, hey, give him a call, fill him out, tell me what you think, and let me know if you still feel the same way that you feel um, afterwards. And he called him, and he laid out his vision for the New York Jets to him. And after laying out his vision, Rex Ryan was like, you know what? I apologize. He's a smart guy. He's a nice guy. He has a great vision for this team. I can see his vision. And kind of pull back the and kind of pull back the comments that he said. Cause you know what? He said, hey, I got new information now. So I can't keep functioning under the same thought process. Now I don't really know how much of that is true and how much of that is. Hey, Woody Johnson gave him a phone call and was like, I need you to stop back bashing my head coach. If you're ever going to want to do anything with this organization, I'm going to need you to stop bashing um, um, bashing the team and stop bashing his head coach. Give him a chance. We need you. Because right now, because believe it or not, Rex Ryan, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to, to, um, to his knowledge, right, is that he was becoming the voice of the, of the Jets fans. And I don't think he realized that. Because Jets fans really like Rex Ryan. They really do. If, if, you, talk to, if you talk to Jets fans, I, I guarantee you the majority of them would, rap, would like to see Rex come back as a head coach. Yeah, would you like to see Rex come back as a head coach? What's that? Would you like to see Rex to come back as a head coach? I wouldn't mind Rex Ryan getting a second chance at the Jets job. I would like to see that. There you go. Just like a Jet fan. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have to get more than one person's opinion. <laughs> like, you're going to need more than just my opinion. Like, you're going to have to get, like, several. But but you talk to most Jets fans, and I guarantee you that, that they would take Rex Ryan back. Based off what they've had over the last couple of years, they'll take Rex Ryan back in a heartbeat. So, I don't, like, so even while I feel, so I'm a little skeptic. Let's just put it that way. I'm a little skeptic. On how much of this is genuine and how much of this was a threat from Woody Johnson to stop being so harsh on a franchise that you want to continue to be associated with. Maybe you threaten to hit him with that John Gruden. Maybe you threaten to hit him with that John Gruden. I'll release your emails too if you keep talking. <laughs> oh man. Like what would be in yeah, Rex? Gruden's like, you know that dude's got some emails. Why? You Listen, I know he got a lot of foot porn in there. <laughs> what was that, Mark? Um, I don't know. As we interrupted me, I was gonna say something. You still concuss from that act? For the from the accident? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Shit bumping. That shit is crazy. That shit is fucking crazy. I'm just glad. I'm, I'm just glad. To, I'm just glad to see. I'm just glad to hear you okay. I, I saw. I saw the fucking because you know it's crazy. I ran into Darnell and fucking Bobby like on some midnight shit on Sunday. Like they were they were over there on some sneaky link link shit. Yeah, 
Like I, I caught them in the back alley. When in Sharkies? Nah, I, I don't. I caught them somewhere Sunday. They they were too. They they were, they were on a sneaky link. Like so, mm-hmm. I think Darnell was cheating on Johnny. You know so. <laughs> no, no, we we were with Johnny earlier. Oh shit! Oh oh okay. Yeah. So I oh I see I see he's opening up the relationship then. No, no, he, you know, he had to take both, he had to take care of both his booze. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, you multitask it. Yeah. Yeah, see, I read it, yeah, I read yeah. it to, I ran into, oh, I ran into yeah, them at the top. Um, I was going to take him, I was on my way to take him home, and a fucking, fucking 18-year-old kid fucking crashed into my shit. Just make sure you got his insurance and shit. <clears throat> yeah, he only got like 10 Gs, B. Hey. Whatever. $10,000 coverage, whatever. Yeah. I don't know with the cars being fucking back ordered. Am I gonna fucking? I don't know, man. It's fucking sounds like a headache <laughs> coming. Wifey's all stressed out. No, because yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, like, I'm saying it's a lease. We should be able to get fucking another whip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like. Or run. Or I don't know how to. Yeah, I see. I don't know how that works. Like, or yeah, me neither. Yeah, or if it's like a regular car, you just run a deductible on the insurance. They repair it. If it's repairable and then they give you back the car, but you know if it's if it's if it's yeah. if it's totaled, then yeah they they run through the total process and you, and you, and you go do and you go set yourself in a new lease agreement for another vehicle. But it's That's gonna but it's gonna be but it's, it's gonna be how the how the insurance determines it first. If they if they if they determine it totaled, then you got to go. Not through, already. Is already determined totaled. Oh, okay, folks. So that is our hard break. All right, this I, I know you guys want to want to hear that cliffhanger. He answered the question, but we're gonna get a little bit more into this. We're gonna go ahead and play our commercial break, and for everybody that's listening and people on Podbean, we'll be coming back to join us in just one moment. So, excuse me. So I want you guys to enjoy this commercial, and we will be back in a moment. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. We are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the well-known Donald Thomas Taylor, and I have all of the drunk uncles with me in the room. We got SB, we got KJ, we got the goods, we got Mark. Everybody is with us. It's in the building. It's a crowded room. We all sipping on some scissor. Sip, 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 sipping on some scissor. Sip, 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 sipping on some scissor. So I'm glad you guys are decided to continue to join us on this journey on sports and life. Life, 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 life. I, I had to put I had to put my Robert Salah joke in the chat because I didn't want to interrupt the show, but I'd like 
I thought it was pretty damn good. I like the Chris. The What's going on? December being his season. La 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 la. <laughs> we hope he can get some wins. La 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 la. Listen, if he if he gets if man, <laughs> that will be funny because if he goes on a little bit of uh, if he goes on a run in December, you know somebody that is gonna come out. I listen to too much New York radio. That's that's is gonna come out. <laughs> Like they they not even gonna be able to help themselves. I, I picture Stephen A. Smith when I said it. Fitch, Stephen A. Smith. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Can, can you see Stephen A. saying something like that? Sa la 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 la. <laughs> I can. Okay. No, when you put it like that, I definitely could. I definitely could picture Stephen A. Smith doing that. So. Let's go ahead and get some. Let's go get into some stuff that we probably couldn't have pictured this week, right? Because we've had, we've had a real wacky week of NFL, and I feel like this is almost like a layover from last week's NFL games. So let's get on and get started. Let me a little bit. Of... Let's, let's, let's 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 start off with the team that actually has the initials of what the fuck. And that's the Washington team football as he took on the Carolina Panthers. And Washington team... Now, this was supposed to be Cam Newton's actual first starting game returning back to the Panthers. It so sound, so, sounds so weird trying to get that out and, and explain it right. Right? His first starting game... His first game starting as he got... As he returned back to the Panthers. So this is supposed to be like his little homecoming. And... Washington team football says... You know what? We don't care what the fuck you're doing. Like we, we don't we don't care where the fuck you came from. Like, we're gonna say fuck your couch, and we're gonna ruin your homecoming. And that's exactly what they did. Carolina was not even though Cam Newton balled, right? Got a couple of touch, um, ran for a couple of touchdowns, passed for a couple more touchdowns, put up some decent yardage, right? If you're into if you're into if you're into fantasy football, he definitely got you some good fantasy football points if you was able to pick him up for this week. I know, I know I did. Cause Matthew, I think was it this week Matthew Stafford was on a bar. Yeah, was it LA Rams this week on a bar? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, I think they were. I think the LA Rams were on a week on a bar this week. So with the LA, actually here we go right here. Yeah, with the LA Rams being on a bar this week, I didn't have Matthew Stafford as my. Back to those <laughs> yeah, Matthew Stafford didn't have wasn't in my starting lineup, so I picked up Cam Newton off the bench, and you know he did work, 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 work. He just didn't do enough work to be able to pull out the victory in um, in Carolina as the as the Washington team football beat them twenty seven to twenty one. You got anything that you want to say about that one, um, SB? Give me a second, I'll work on it. Come okay. back. I got you. <laughs> listen, I, I listen. Uh, Superman definitely had his what the fuck moment as Washington seemed like they were able to find his kryptonite and come out with this victory. Now, since we're talking about a little bit of greenery over here, the game, this game scared me. And it scared me last week. And that was Minnesota, take, I'm going into Green Bay, taking on Green Bay. This game scared me. Do you remember what I said that this game was last week? This is when Kirk Cousin comes into the bar because what do we say the backtrack for you guys we all expected green bay to win this game but kurt is that cousin he's that family member he comes to the cookout and he fucks shit up that's exactly what kurt cousins did he went to the green bay cookout 
He didn't care if they had burgers, melted cheese, fondue, or whatever they have their shit. He decided to completely fuck up all of the church's money. And, and I talked about this because... What's going on, Drew? Because as we said, division games are always rough. Division games are always difficult. They're controversial. They're, they're, they're nail biters. They're, they're unexpected and unpredictable at times. And Minnesota and Green Bay, that it ended up being one of those unpredictable games. Kirk Cousins did just enough to let a nice little late field goal get through for Green Bay to be able to take a L that they were not expecting to take. Now, granted, they haven't lost a lot this season. And to be honest with you, based off of how everything else worked out, Green Bay losing this week isn't such a bad thing as far as the rankings go and the standings go. Because a lot of top teams took bad L's this week. Actually, one of the only ones that's still out here striving, whether they have their starting quarterback or not, is Arizona. Arizona has been one of the, like, and isn't this, isn't this the, the complete opposite of how we spoke about Arizona last year? When they lost Kyler Murray last year, they went completely downhill. I feel like, are you having problems, SB? I keep seeing you coming in and coming out. Let's see something. Can you hear me? One. Is everything good on your end? Yellow. Okay, I can hear you. Okay. Oh, I heard you. All right. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I kept on seeing you come in and out. It kept, on, it kept on looking like it was picking you up and dropping you and picking you up and dropping you. So I wanted to make sure everything was okay with the feed. So... It's come like, like I said, I wasn't even going to talk about Arizona this week, to be honest with you. But they should be highlighted. You know, at least given a minor... Here you go, here you go. Baltimore, too, in a, in a, in a weird way. Because... But more so Arizona. Arizona had a hot start last year. And right when, thing, right when they were rolling, then their quarterback got injured. And after their quarterback got injured, things never looked the same again for them. And they basically went on a complete losing streak. That just and I think almost I think it knocked them out the playoffs if I if I remember correctly. I made them miss the playoffs. Well, this year, that's not happening. They lost they they've lost Kyler Murray for some time and even Hopkins for some time, and you see them continually finding ways to win, finding ways to produce. Whether it's on offense, whether it's on defense, whether it's special teams. This team is now finding ways to win. They're having a kind of a special run. They're another one of those teams I feel like they're having a special run in a nice little special season. The other team I said this about is Baltimore. Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, without Lamar Jackson, it hasn't really mattered a lot this season. They find ways just to keep coming out on top. Now, a couple more of wishy-washy teams in the league is, is, are teams like New Orleans and Philly. Again, another team that, that again, another game that was kind of an upset. 
I think most people here thought New Orleans was going to be able to win this team at home. Or win this game at home. But it felt like a trap. What did I pick? What, let me see my picks. Did I pick Minnesota over Green Bay? I didn't, I didn't even think I picked. I, I just tell everybody to watch out. So I picked Green Bay to win that game. And that was in Minnesota. I had that backwards. And then we had... I had all these... Wait, wait, wait. Why do I have that backwards? Okay, then, we, then that game was in Philly. I had Philly winning. I just didn't expect Philly to win 40-29. to 29. That was, I think, that was the more, that was the more crazy part. And then also, to hear athletes, I forgot which defender it was, to hear athletes compare Jalen Hurts to Michael Vick in some of the twitchiness in, in that he has makes me look at Jalen Hurts like, listen, I know I talk a lot of good shit about Okay, can return can return to the starting lineup, but Tyler Heine, Heine, Okay, I got you. This is what you're doing with the got you with the Carolina thing. Right, I, listen, whenever you ready, B, we, we'll get you in here. We'll, we'll definitely get you in here. I, I'll, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that in a second. So I can't even take credit credit. For thinking that Jalen, anybody would ever talk about Jalen Hurst in the same breath they would talk about Michael Vick. In, in, in any positive light. I just knew that Jalen Hurst should be better battle tested than a lot of these other rookie quarterbacks. And right now with some of these games of Philly. One, you can, you can obviously see that this is another quarterback that this Philly team reacts to not named Carson Wentz, right? That's one thing that you can definitely see. The other the other thing is that they, they, they're kind of winning. Like, and not, and not a lot, but they're finding ways to win. They're finding ways to say win, but they're finding ways to rally. And if they can continue to have this little momentum with, with, with Jalen Hurst, They continue to find that continuity. I'm not going to say that Philly is going to start making noise this year, even though part of me low-key hope that they will win their division. I'm saying next year, you may have to start really worrying about about Jalen Hurts as he get as 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 he as he gets a full I guess another full a full season underneath his belt. He starts out next season is going to be is going to be technically year three. See if things really start to slow down for him, where he can start throwing guys, um, start really throwing guys open. We're gonna see the Jalen Hurst story, uh, and and this could just be me. The Jalen Hurst story to me is way more interesting than the two got a tongue twister story. Way more interesting, and I definitely think he's gonna be a bigger prospect. But forty to twenty nine over New Orleans, did not see that coming. As New Orleans recently also. They are signing. They are signing Hill to a contract, to a new contract. I think it's like a four or five year contract. I think they're going to sign him to, and it is going to tear, right? Or it will flux based off of the position that he plays. So if like, it will, it will tear based off how many times he, I guess, he plays in running back, wide receiver, quarterback, or backup quarterback. 
Like, it's, so it, there's ways that the pay scale could continuously go up. I think it's like 5 for 40 or some shit like that. 5 for 38. I can't remember, but it, but it was a decent, it was a nice little decent payday. It popped, it popped across my wire right before we started on the podcast. So I didn't have a lot of information on it. I just had... I just, I just, I just, I just got the, I just basically heard it in the fly. I heard it in passing. Now, SB, you had something to say about the Washington team football in Carolina. You want to talk that talk? SB, oh, okay. So we may not, we may not, we're not gonna be able to get SB in here for this. I'm a, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna give you some time. Maybe you'll be able to double back, and we'll get this in there. Actually, no. See, I don't know if I'll have time. Would I really be able to double back? Can I, can I keep that promise? <laughs> can I pet that dog? <laughs> oh man, I, I am a fool. I, I be saying that to, I be, I be saying that to people's dogs, but I be passing them. I see. I be really saying that to people's dogs when I when I when I be, I remember when I be passing them, but when they be on the other side of the door and I be delivering to them, can I pet that dog? No, and I ain't trying to pet their dog for real. To be honest with you, I think I'm gonna be back. Can you hear me? You are back, and I can't hear you. So, you had something that you wanted to say about the you had something to put in, to put in on, on the Washington and Carolina game. Yeah, I said uh, Cam returned to the starting lineup, but Taylor Heineke sparkled, throwing t- two, three TDs and cleaned up his mistakes with zero interceptions. Washington waxed the Panthers in a car wash, 27-21. <laughs> I like that. You guys have to see how this uh, how this car wash is. Basically, Carolina versus Washington. But car wash, I like that. I like that. The sparkle in it with the Taylor Heineke. And he also has something for us. What was this? In, in this in this in this Philly game as well, right? Oh, well, we look like we lost SB for a second again. We'll come we'll come back to that in a second. Now, also, another surpriser. Probably, like I said, I wish I had the Twilight Zone music. Because this is what it, it might felt. be a white folk song. There we go. There we go. There we go. We got. We got you. We 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 got SB back again. So you you had something on the on on this on this Philly and Saints game. Saints coach Saints coach Sean Taylor Mellencamp took an L against the Eagles, finding out the hard way that Jalen hurt so good. Eagles win forty twenty nine. So good. So good. <laughs> As we talked about Sweet Caroline earlier. <laughs> John Taylor Mellencamp hurt so good that that might be a white folk song. Might be the wrong. Um, 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 um. If that's that, if that's the so good song. I think every uh, that's that's the close out the bar song. Like that's one of <laughs> that's one of those songs. Like I said, like if, if you go, if you're if you're if you're if you're in the bar in the burbs, that's definitely that song that you're gonna hear throughout the night as they're getting ready to close out. And that's definitely also a song you're going to hear at a lot of baseball games. I forget which baseball game you hear that at specifically. But there's a baseball team. Is it a baseball team or a hockey team that does that? They sing it almost every game. We're going to get back to you on that one. I can't because I can't remember exactly who does it. But I know there's a sports franchise 
where th- I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember what team it is. Is it Boston or some crap like that? Cleveland? Who does this? But yeah, I I, I feel like it's baseball for some reason. And somebody and some one of their teams they they always sing it like they every almost every game it's a nausea. But let's get into a game that really wasn't nausea. Like honestly, had us on the edge of our seats. And that was Houston versus Tennessee because nobody and I mean nobody, absolutely nobody. And again, like as as we're talking about all my cousins doing well doing well today, right? We we we, we talked about my um, one of my cousins Tiana Taylor, right? And then we talked about. <laughs> another one of my cousins, Jonathan Taylor. And now, here goes another one of my cousins, Tyrod Taylor. Right? Also, out here, doing his thing. Coming back after all the adversary, ad- adversity. All the rough times, I don't know why I can't say that word all of a sudden. All the rough times that he has had, right? All of the obstacles he's had to uh, had to overcome between last year of having his lung punctured and injuries this year. He comes and he returns to Houston. And he gets them a victory over Tennessee. Tennessee, who over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about them as if, you know what? They... They may be in the Super Bowl. Well, you know what happens when you lose to a team like Houston? You get downgraded from Super Bowl to we may see you in the AFC Championship. <laughs> lose to another team like that again and you're going to fall down to the divisional round, okay? <laughs> like, expectations taper when you lose to these bad teams. I'm sorry. Like I I I I am dead sorry. Did not see that coming. Tyrod Taylor um leads his team twenty two to th- um, twenty two to thirteen over, over uh. Derrick Henry list Tennessee Titans, and Derrick Henry, who they like to call King Henry, not just big in name, but he may be the biggest Titan that they have. Whether you remember the Titans or not, he is generally usually running through guys. And he's not there anymore. And we get an Adrian Peterson. And Adrian Peterson is a nice little story, but who knows? Adrian Peterson isn't putting the same... Put it this way. Derrick Henry is the Adrian Peterson of new. And Adrian Peterson now is the Adrian Peterson of old. And nobody... Fears the old Adrian Peterson like that anymore. And maybe that's what the change is. But that's but also, this is another division rivalry a, a division rivalry game. Wagwan Sugars. Oh shit, my babies just came on the podcast and joined me. Right. This is another one of those division rivalry games where even in the most, what you may consider the most predictable of games can go either way when you're talking about <laughs> I got my Nick Cannon on today <laughs> cause you know cause you know I finally twisted up the hair so I was like yo I need something to keep it wrapped on like yo you know what, the Nick Cannon is actually perfect for when the hair is twisted 
Yeah, for those that don't know, yeah, you're going to have to watch me on Instagram or YouTube. But I got my Nick Cannon on today. I just got a couple of Nick Cannons. And I wasn't feeling it. I ain't going to lie. I wasn't feeling it because like when the dreads are extended, like the Nick Cannon ain't don't work right. But when I when I when I just do the hair and, and they're all twisted and they're nice and tight or whatever and they, and 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 they're in they're, they're still in their coiled form before they before they start to dangle. Oh no, nah, the Nick Cannon is is good. Huh. Hold on a second. Hey, 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 hey. The Nick Cannon, yeah. So yeah, it's working for me. <laughs> The Nick talk, the Nick talk. <laughs> Take it out, Nick. Why leave me alone, shucks? <laughs> Listen, man, I got, I got a... <laughs> Why you want me to take it all? Yo, my girlfriend is ordering me. You, 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 you really, you would have done a better job. You, you really would have because you are a professional at, at, at doing here and I am nothing but a measly amateur that that is just that tries to imitate your greatness and as you can see I I, 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 I come up short every time I just try to do the best that I can do you guys are catching me right now having a conversation with my girl on IG <clears throat> so Let's get back to another game. Because we're going to go from Tyrod Taylor leading the Houston, the Houston Texans to what, their third victory? To now one Jonathan Taylor, who you heard us talk about earlier. Jonathan Taylor, folks. Running roughshaw. I can't remember the last time I even used the word roughshaw. Actually, I don't know if I've ever used the word roughshaw. But he was running roughshaw. <laughs> All over the buff. We talk about the Tennessee Titans being um, losing to Houston as a shocker. Buffalo. Being manhandled. Manhandled. By the Indianapolis Colts. As Jonathan Taylor finds the end zone. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Five times. Folks, if you, like, more, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here. Like, this thing, I'm not going to sit here and I love you too, Shugs. Bed now, school tomorrow. I understood. 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 All right, show you have a good night. You got some rest. I'll talk to you in the morning. I love you. You have some sweet dreams. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna have fun. We're gonna finish it with the podcast. I got a long day tomorrow too. I already got two blocks reserved for tomorrow, and I'm trying to get a third one sometime in the night. So tomorrow, I'm, I'm gonna be on the road all fucking day tomorrow. Y'all, like, yo, today was fucking horrible. Like, I, my fucking phone died on me in my last three packages. It extended my my it extended my, my, my time by a whole hour and a half. I didn't get home till the afternoon. I was vexed. I was vexed. I was like, yo, I just came home. And I, and I, was fucking, I, I, I came home and, and, I, and I basically, like, threw on some random anime that I haven't watched yet. And I fucking went to sleep. <clears throat> money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Money, money, 
Yeah, yeah. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's basically what Jonathan Taylor was. Jonathan Taylor out here representing and making all Taylors look good. Shout out to the cousin. The Taylors have been busy today. Tyrod, Tiana, Jonathan, they all have been doing their thug fizzle. Talon, I get paid tomorrow too. And I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm still waiting to hit back for my. Key. I'm still waiting. What's that? Oh, I'm still waiting to hear back from my cousin, Shugs. Um, so I'm still trying to get an answer on. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Damn it. I missed a block? Fuck. A reserve block pop up, and I missed that shit at 8.53. The fuck was I doing at 8.53? Oh, I was right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast talking to the world. Okay. But, um, what the fuck was I saying? I was saying some shit to my girl a while ago. I forgot. Okay. Let me stop being distracted. I'm not going to sit here and beat up the Buffalo Bills. If I didn't sit here and beat up the Tennessee Titans, I'm not going to sit here and beat up... You're, you're breaking up. It's kind of in the Matrix, SB. Try, try that again. Oh. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get yeah. SB. So you're talking about how the Buffalo Bills did the play this week. It was a bye week and the game didn't happen. <laughs> you guys did not have a bye this week. That was the Denver Broncos with Steady, Steady Teddy, and Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams. They, those are the two teams on the bye. Your team might as well had a bye. It was it was it was a shellacking. It was it was like I said, he yeah, he ran roughshaw over you guys. But I'm not gonna beat you up. That's like I said, like like the same way I'm not gonna beat up the the Tennessee Titans. It was fine. Hey, the way I'm looking at this, I'm sorry. Well, well, sorry, because you're coming in and out. The way I'm looking at this is that teams, teams are allowed, teams are allowed to have good teams are allowed to have a bad day every once in a while. And as we all know. The famous phrase in football on any given Sunday. Indiana isn't a horrible team. They just have Carson Wentz. Indiana is a team that has good defense. They have a great run game. They have who we have said here, where it has been said here on the Mighty Sports Podcast that... Last year, Jonathan Taylor probably should have been the first running back off the board. So it's not like Indiana is bereft of talent. No, they actually have some. It's just can they always it's just that their talent doesn't always get pieced well together on that particular Sunday. This Sunday, shit came together like connector blocks. These motherfuckers transformed and rolled out all over your asses. And then they came together and they formed the head and they made Voltron. And they sliced through whatever the fuck Buffalo was trying to put through them. They sliced through them like boneless Buffalo wings. You know what? This would be a perfect time for me to tell SB. I don't. I don't hate this as a Bills fan, though. What's that? 
I don't hate this loss as a Bills fan. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not, I don't have no issue with the Bills fans. But can I tell you this, SB? And uh, we we do poorly when we have expectations to do well. <laughs> and like we've been kicked in the we kicked in the balls a couple of times. Like we're so used to being the underdog that I feel like everyone crowned us before the season started. I'm hoping this is like the kick. Well, you had a kick in the first. I think it was the very first game you had a bad game of the season. Was it the rest of you guys that took a bad loss? The very first game. Yeah, we lost to the Steelers. Yeah, so you got, you had that loss, and then after that, you've kind of had your shit back together. Like I said, I, I won't. I'm not gonna look. Put this way, you, Tennessee has a whole lot more explaining to do than Buffalo than, than the Buffalo Bills do about their loss. Indiana is a half decent team. Like, honestly, their only problem is the fact that they have Carson Wentz. Like, that's their biggest issue. Like, I feel like, hey, if Indiana would have had Matthew Stafford, they probably would have been doing a whole lot better. Like, so, it's not, it's it's a bad loss. It's, It's a bad loss, but Indiana isn't as bad as a team as their record says they are. They're 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 a good team that just that just doesn't piece it together well all the time, and that's because their leader is questionable. It, it worries me as a Bills fan. They say Super Bowl teams can run; they can stop the run. We can't do either one of those things. Well, that you can't. Yeah, that is a problem. That is a, that's that's gonna be a problem because we know what's we know what's gonna happen in the play like against against a lot of teams. Especially in the playoffs, you know we're going to see a lot of run. And you have to be able to stop that run. There's going to be a lot of line control. And if you can't control that line... Three losses came to Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, and... Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Who I So you're looking at three dynamic running games. Physical running games. Guys that, when they stiff arm you... Like they're trying to put you through the they're trying to put your face in the ground like all might. Shout out to the UA anime. <laughs> I watch so much anime; it's not even funny. Like I, I like on days when I have I, nothing to. I didn't pick you for anime, guy. Oh my god! I, I've, I, I put this. I'm, I'm gonna tell you how how anime how it happened. I was a pervert as a, as a, as a, you know I was I was a pervert as 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 a teenager we're all kind of pervertish, and I discovered anime through being a teenage pervert. Like that's all I have to say. They draw their characters in very peculiar I, I forms. That Andrew Cuomo excuse. I'm not a pervert. I'm Italian. <laughs> it was just one of those weird things. Like they, they it was just one of those like so the per, like obviously they have really great storylines, but I remember it was something very pervertish that actually caught my eye to anime. And then once there, then you discover everything else about it. Like that, because because like you're more of a hentai guy than an anime guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of both. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love giving motherfucking snakes on motherfucking planes. <laughs> I mean, you're very animated. I, I that I am. I I, t- I talk with my hands better than any New Yorker that you can imagine. It's actually funny. Hey, when my when, when my girl is holding my hand, and I'm talk and I start talking, she says she has to let go of my hand because even though I'm not talking with my hands, 
I'm constantly pulsing my hand when I'm talking to her. So like I'm squeezing her hand on and off <laughs> unknowingly <laughs> because I'm not using my hand. I'm just over here. <laughs> and she's like, yo, let, let go of my hand when you talk to me. <laughs> oh, man. Just like I had to let go of the hands of the New York Jets as they played the Miami Dolphins, folks. Speaking of like everybody, you know what, though? I'm just glad I'm not alone. I'm glad I'm not alone. Everybody that roots for a team on this podcast took an L. Except for Chill Will. Because he's a Cleveland fan. But he has Baker Mayfield. So he still took an L in a in a sense. <laughs> His wife out here. Oh my God. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Let's hear you talk about his toughness now. He's a lot tougher than a lot of people on this team. I tell you what. She she retweeted somebody saying that. But did we are we gonna are we are did we are we hearing the scrutiny that Lamar Jackson got when his was it Lamar Jackson? Not Lamar Jackson. Not Lamar Jackson. Whose dad recently tweeted and they got in a bunch of trouble for it? Odell. Odell, there we go. Odell Beckham. Same team. <laughs> so, <laughs> this actually is the same team. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't mean to go here, but I guess we're going to. But Cleveland! This is for you! So, they're the only team that didn't, like, that has that has somebody that on the podcast, you know, that, like, one of the drunk uncles on the podcast that, that, you know what I mean, that that only came up with a win. But you took an L because the, the wife of your of your quarterback is out here dry snitching. And she's and like, did you not just see what happened? Like, see, this is the part that makes me upset about that, right? It's going to be two things. One, I need her to be, I, I need Baker Mayfield to have the proverbial finger waved at him the same way they did it to Odell Beckham when that happened, right? I don't think that, that's what, that, 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 that what, that is why he was released. I just think that they just use it as part of the reason to release him. They're not going to release Baker Mayfield. But, hey, I would like to see this come up when it comes time to pay him. Yeah, you have your wife tweeting. We don't know if we want this from our quarter, our, our franchise quarter. We can't have a, a, a flippity flat mouth wife on the Twitter twat. On the t- Twitter twat. Twitter twat. <laughs> imagine, imagine you're Miles Garrett. And you hear Baker Mayfield's wife talking about that. This team was as tough as Baker. Exactly. So, yeah, I expect Baker Mayfield to get a nice little talking to the same way they... they, And and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be as firm as Odell Beckham's because they're not going to release him. But, eh, Baker Mayfield does want to get paid. Let's see if this plays a part into it. Even Mm. Even though it shouldn't, the only reason why I kind of wanted to so they can... So that Cleveland... So that the Browns can be... Consistently dysfunctional. I wouldn't be surprised if Baker's the next Kirk Cousins, where the team just doesn't offer him that deal and he's supposed to sign somewhere else. It's the only way that I see him getting paid in the the way that Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and all these other guys are getting paid. It's the only way that I see it is that he would have to earn the kind of he would he would have to play his way. To earn a to earn the kind of contracts that Kirk Cousins was earning, he would act because right now they kind of iffy. He would have to get to a point where he actually earns it. And that's the only way I see him getting paid that kind of money. 
I said, like, we had a big discussion about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, can you? Can I? Uh, and they asked me, can I see? Kirk, uh, can I see Baker Mayfield getting paid more than Patrick Mahomes or Lamar? Or, or basically Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson didn't get paid, and I was like, yeah. It all depends on who gets paid last. Because if Baker Mayfield gets paid last, and he is proven to be that dude, and he get and he kind of goes that Kirk Cousins route, he's gonna get more than Lamar Jackson, just because he got paid last. Most recent guy always sets the market. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, as as, as we were going back to the to the game, how much time do I have left? We got about ten minutes left. Is it? No, oh look, we got more than that, like twenty minutes. The New York Jets took a loss to the Miami Dolphins in in, in MetLife Stadium, as I like to call it, Jet Blue Stadium, <laughs> twenty-four to seventeen. I'm not surprised. I, I I didn't want the Jets to win, but I'm not surprised that they took an L here. Like I said, I'm just happy that I'm not alone. Right? Buffalo, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, SB, but Buffalo took a loss. Jets took a loss. Dallas took a loss. Pittsburgh took a loss. Everybody took a loss. So I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one on this podcast today that got to worry about their team shit in the bed. All of our teams went to bed today. All of our teams are nicknamed John John. Another shout out to Ghostface. Didn't want to sleep with John John. Yeah. He peed the bed. Mine was the only one that was supposed to win, though, so I feel like. <laughs> but the New York Jets took another loss, and and this is just one of those seasons where we're going to see what happens and if they ever get their shit together. They decided to start Joe Flacco because they need to evaluate how well Joe Flacco. This is this is like, I ain't going to lie to you. I knew, I knew this reminded me of something. And you just reminded me of something, and I thought this was—I I thought the Jets had did this before, but it wasn't the Jets that did this. It was the Giants that did this. This is really the New York Jets playing Joe Flacco, is the equivalent to the New York Giants benching Eli Manning for Geno Smith. When you're trying to evaluate Daniel Jones, that makes absolutely no sense. So if you're in the Jets and you're trying to evaluate your two young quarterbacks, and if you're still timid on putting the st- the one that you want to be the franchise, then go throw out the dead fish. Go put Mike White in there and see if he can continue to play more games and, and earn a, a, a backup role. Because Joe Flacco, we know we, we know Waka Flacco Flacco is, 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 a back, is a backup quarterback in the league. And he don't even want to play anymore. We don't need to evaluate shit about him. What the fuck is Joe Flacco going to tell me that I haven't seen in the first five years of his career? That I haven't seen the yeah, last three years Waka, of his career? Flacco played for my next, my next recap. I'll get a... Uh... <laughs> Oh man! But they put in Flacco when I like to see them flaming out. Like the New York, like Rex Ryan sat down with Robert Salah and said that he can see his vision. Well, I'm glad that he was able to sit down with him and see his vision because when you start Joe Flacco, I can't see your vision for shit. It looks like I'm on Flacco. I'm, I'm hallucinated. I'm sorry. You're helping him pad his Hall of Fame stats. Basically. Like, like, basically, Joe Flacco right now is, is taking away snaps from three other quarterbacks I saw on this New York Jets team other than Joe Flacco that I'd rather see. I'd rather see 
that guy Thompson, I'll rather see White, and I'll rather see Wilson. You give up a six, you give up a draft pick for for fuck for fucking Flacco. You just better be lucky that Seattle is doing so bad, and we have their pick that we're gonna benefit from it that way. I never thought I'll be I'll I'll, I'll I'll be happy to see the demise of Russell Wilson, but it brings me to something else that I want to talk about. And I and if I do a Wednesday podcast, I may bring this topic up. Here. But just to let you know, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have right now eleven teams that I don't know. If the quarterback that they have now is the same quarterback they're going to have in the next five years. And I haven't finished going through the league. And I'm up to 11 teams already. I was going to ask you about the Seahawks next year. Well, so well the Seahawks is one of those teams. Wilson and Pete Carroll are both gone. Seattle is one of the teams that, that I have on a short list that, you know what? I don't think that you currently have the quarterback for the, on your team for the next five years anymore. And Seattle is one of those teams. You don't believe in Geno Smith? <laughs> no, because the NFL players don't believe in Geno Smith. When you when when you when you feel it's okay to be able to punch your quarterback in the jaw and, and make him miss games, then that means that that means nobody in the league respects you. He needs to come back down here to South Florida and, and be a local guy so I can get him on the podcast. I just need to start getting Geno Smith on the podcast, period. I'm still looking up all these local athletes from this area, see if I can start getting them once they make it to the FL. I'll send him a DM. Now, another end of, another team, like I said, that, that took a bad loss was the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to say it was a bad loss, but... It was, a, it was a bad loss in the fact that the Dallas Cowboys couldn't find a way to put points up on the board. As the Kansas City Chiefs look to be finding themselves defensively, they're learning, they're, they're no longer, they're no longer a, a boom or bust team. They're actually playing a little bit of complimentary football. But more than anything, we, we most people probably expected Kansas City to win this game. I know I picked Kansas City to win this game. I even you I even picked I even chose this as my as as my one point pick. Right? Um I, think I picked it with my three. Um, let's see here. You didn't wait. What the fuck? What the hell did you do here, SB? You fucked up. You gave me Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Giants. Okay. Yeah, maybe I, I did talk about it though. I took the cheap. I remember I talked about the hungry dog runs faster. You may have. I can't remember. I forget a lot of stuff. I have a bad memory. Who the hell is playing tonight? Any anybody who tells you they predicted the Chiefs and the and the Cowboys to be a defensive battle is just lying to you. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I don't think anybody expected that. Who the heck is playing football tonight? Giants. Giants and. Somebody else. There we go. Raiders? No, not the Raiders. The Bucks. The Bucks. I no no no. I know what. Sorry, I know what you said. I was I was reading my television. <laughs> 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 
you know, I I, I get my games with I, I get my games through the uncon through, through an unconventional method. So you know, sometimes shit gets a little wacky. I'm not afraid of my TV. I had the Giants plus 11 and a half tonight. Do you know? Do you see what the score is? I'm working on that right now. As this game's probably about to end soon, as the podcast is also about to end soon. Um, for Dallas, the only reason why this looks so bad for Dallas is because we were looking at. We said, "Oh God, damn!" Wait, wait, wait what did you pick? At Giants plus eleven and a half. So what does that mean, in in layman terms? You have to explain it. They can't. They can't lose by twelve. They lose by eleven or less. They ah well oh you're fucked. <laughs> like you're royally fucked. Like if they if the Giants manage to beat the spread, I guess is the proper terminology. That will be a victory in its own at this current stage of the game. Just to let you know, that's how bad they're being beat. And that's how that's how much scoring they'll have to do. <laughs> that's how significant it would be. <laughs> like they would really have to, if they managed to, to to get within the spread, somebody would say, "Oh, they 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 made a nice little run at the end." You know, maybe if they had a little bit more time, maybe they nah, no, they're currently losing thirty to ten. Uh, uh, let's uh, talk about the Cowboys, though. Like, let's, <laughs> let's yeah, make it a Cowboys fans. Before the season, they had the Chiefs game probably figured as a loss. Yeah, I think I I know I, Cowboys fans are a little delusional. I I want to I want to say that they had this as a win. The majority of them. They're probably like we're gonna go sixteen and one and lose to the Chiefs. <laughs> but this was coming into this week one of those as we call it those litmus test games, those measurement games, those games that. We wanted to see how you compare against each other because Dallas is a good team this year. Like they're, we said this at the beginning of the season, it's their division to lose. Didn't think they were going to be this good. So even them possibly getting a bye week is theirs to lose. I said they got lucky this week because everybody lost. Right? Green Bay lost. Yeah. Buffalo lost. Tennessee lost, even though they're not in the same. They don't in the same division. Pittsburgh lost, even though they're not in the same division. Who? Arizona won. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona won. Arizona's one of the few teams that that, that, that continue to stay pace. Arizona and Baltimore, whether they have their starting quarterback or not, they find ways to win. I'm not gonna lie to you. If I, I I'll listen, I'll put twenty five dollars down on Arizona and Baltimore in, in the Super Bowl, <laughs> just because I know those odds are ridiculous. Because I would love to see that. I probably would love to see that more than. I have no idea right now. Like, there's. Oh no! Yeah, I. I, I yeah, isn't it great though? Fourteen teams probably that could win the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be shocked right now, which I've never seen before at this point in the season. Yo, isn't it so awesome? Because remember, they came. They came into the season talking about, oh, Temple was a good, could possibly win. Um, run the run the gauntlet and win out all their games because of how much of a fluff of a fluff schedule that division has. And look at it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's your ass, Mr. Postman. Shouldn't have talked so soon. And then we had the Chargers in Pittsburgh. Again, another game that we that we honestly thought 
the Chargers could win. Because what did we say here? This is basically looking like... This is basically young Ben Roethlisberger versus old Ben Roethlisberger. This is like how we said um, Tennessee Titans traded... Um, they lost old Adrian... They, they lost young Adrian Peterson and they got old Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like that's that's kind of what we have. That's what we had in Pittsburgh and Chargers. That we definitely saw that the possibility that the Chargers and, and the Chargers again not a bad team. Pittsburgh, we feel that they could be a better team. And the only thing holding them back is their quarterback these days. Is that we're expecting a little bit more out of Big Ben? And yet here comes the newer, the, the the newer, hungrier version of Big Ben, you know, Big Ben 2.0 all over again. But now he's in good weather. Not a blowout, not a shellacking, not a demolishing, not an ass whooping. Just found a way to win. A lot of scoring, 41-37. One of the highest scoring games that we saw this week. Tied with the Buffalo Bills, um, <laughs> tied with the Indianapolis win over Buffalo, where Jonathan Taylor decided that he wanted to go off for to go off and find the end zone, I should say. Impossible! I ain't gonna lie. Like I think we're friends at this point. Do you, do you have to keep doing that to me? Now? My bad, my bad. It's just that that defense, they um that defense the other night. They can't stop no blue. We were boys. You played the Jonathan Taylor five times, seventeen times. <laughs> Cause I really love Booker T. <laughs> it's more about Booker I'm T. Booker T too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's more about you Booker know, T. You know who I love more than Booker T? Who's that? King. Oh man, King Buka! Oh hell, King Buka! And this game is now officially over, thirty to ten. Rob Gronkowski comes back. I'm pretty sure he helped them out. I didn't get a chance to, I, so I didn't watch any of this game then. By the time I finally got the game up, it was over. It was two minutes to go. It was two minutes and thirty seconds to go in the game. It was, it was officially over, and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened at all. Saquon Barkley over here looking upset. Like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened out there. Like, I swear to God, like, the game just started two minutes ago. How is it over? Did you guess on the Manning cast? I didn't know. Who's on the Manning cast today? Like, you know that there's been, like, the Manning cast curse through the year. You've seen that, that they always lose the next week when they're on that? Yeah. So, this week they had Kevin Hart, Condoleezza Rice, Julian Edelman. <laughs> no current players on that show. <laughs> I, so, I did hear about... curse. I, I did hear about that. I did hear that. I did hear somebody talk about that. Like I think about a week ago. So they, they how they mentioned that. Or uh, maybe no, nah, yeah. Maybe like early. Maybe late last week. I, I heard somebody mention it. Like oh, you see that? But it's not just this week. It's through the rest of the cast. There's no more current. There's no more active players on there. Through the rest. I'm um, through the rest of the through the rest of the show. So, I think that they that there is a little man in curse that, that they now believe in, and he ain't going to get no more current players, which absolutely sucks. Well, we're mad in curse. It's the man in curse now. For real. Well, folks, we have basically gotten to that time 
of the evening. And you know what? SB, you know it's crazy? You may have answered a question that I had secretly written down after all of this. Who the fuck is your Super Bowl favorite? It's crazy. I don't know who the hell I... I know who I want to see in the Super Bowl at this point in time. Like, I'm rooting for Baltimore and Arizona now to be in the Super Bowl. But I want to call them my Super Bowl favorite. It's just who I kind of want to see. And they and, and those two teams qualify. <laughs> and there's a lot of teams that qualify to possibly make the Super Bowl this year. This may be one of the most exciting um, years we've had in the NFL. In a long time because... I don't know how much time you have. I've got, I've got 12 teams that I think could be the Super Bowl. We have a minute and a half. All right, I'll, I'll run through quick. 12 possible Super Bowl champions this year. Bills, Patriots, Ravens, Titans, Colts, Chiefs, Chargers, Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Rams. I feel like I'm missing one or two, but that was... Did you include Cleveland or San Fran? Cincinnati? I don't know if you I don't know no, if it, no, no. I didn't hear you say Cincinnati. Not on my list. Cincinnati's not on the list? Cincinnati's not on the list? I don't know. Listen, I'm fighting for you, Cincinnati. Everybody in Cincinnati, I'm fighting for you. You got a tough schedule coming. Mm. Mm-mm. No, you, you but you but you are right. And and it's crazy because you just said there's about twelve teams that 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 have a chance to make it to the like a legit chance to make it to the Super Bowl, and there are about twelve teams next year that may have a brand new fucking quarterback, legit. Could have a brand new quarterback. Now they're not, but they could, which still brings us to something I'm wondering about. How many teams on there? How many teams currently? Have their quarterback for the next five years. Go ahead and sleep on that. Go ahead and think about that. I'm. I. I if I do a podcast Wednesday, I may go into that topic, and we, and we could we could have some fun with it. Because I'll, I'll I'll be in Orlando. I'll be around family. Maybe they want to join too. You guys, if you don't hear from me, you guys have a wonderful a wonderful holiday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, wherever you're at or whatever you're celebrating this week. Right, you got. Um, I hope you enjoy. I hope you have a wonderful time. Hope you continue to stay mighty. I won't be here. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be very scarce the rest of this week. I'm, I'm gonna be eating food and talking shit. So basically, nothing's gonna change. I just won't be recording when I do it. You guys have a wonderful evening and continue to stay mighty. Somebody please play my outro so I can stop rambling. SB, everybody, thank you for coming through. Goods, Ron, Ron, KJ, Mark, everybody. Honest. It's my goddaughter's birthday tomorrow. All the bandits in the world couldn't keep me contained. Shout out to Poe and her brand new baby girl. No lag. Like.